You're listening to Video Monsters, a weekly podcast. Uh, well, uh, mostly weekly. Sometimes more, sometimes less. <sighs> All right, fine. A mostly weekly podcast of Creatures Talking Features with your hosts, Nathan Simmons and Eric Harris. Video Monsters is brought to you by the Chattanooga Film Festival and Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or online at chatfilmfest.org and centralcinema865.com. And links for each of these can also be found on our pages, so be sure to follow us at Video Monster Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Hello and welcome to episode 384 of Video Monsters. I'm Nathan. I'm Eric. I'm Dan. And tonight, get ready for our creep show as we carry on. Try not to bring too much misery. <laughs> keep, uh, keep going. Oh. oh. As we... You, you. It's so bad. Come on, man! You gotta keep it running, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping this, it running, this man. This will not be missed. <laughs> this intro might belong in the dead zone, uh, but hopefully, the two of you will still stand by me as we take a deep look into all of Stephen King's films with our cat's eye. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Come on, come on. Leaving our hearts in Atlantis. As my two apt pupils uh, join me on this graveyard shift while we come back for more, sometimes, um, it's terrible, <laughs> absolutely terrible. <laughs> I'm in well, desperation right now was is what's going made on. A mist, was making a missed reference and it took me like until just now to realize that you made a missed reference. <laughs> he did indeed. Oh, it was so good. Did, did I already so include great, needful yeah. things? If not, uh, we're going to talk about our needful things in our skull of decisions. Because tonight, finally, after two months and a lot of giving Eric so much shit about the movies that I've not watched yet, we are finally uh-huh. doing our Stephen King ranking popcorn punch out video rack attack bracket. Uh, yeah, this is uh, scarier mm. than a Stephen King novel to me. Uh, I am Pro- probably going to be longer than one too. Oh dear God! I hope not. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Oh man, I don't. Here's the thing about this this punch out, guys. There are so many good Stephen King movies. Like there are too many good ones, and there are so many that I would be completely happy seeing at the top of this list. But there are also so many that I would be mortified <laughs> to see at the top of this list, and. Uh, Nathan has uh, been promising chaos. Um, <laughs> so much chaos. And I I feel like it's halfway a bit. Like, <laughs> I feel like Nathan takes things fairly seriously, but at the same time is still like, since has sincere affection for absolute trash. <laughs> that's why you so, need to be scared. This is not a bit. No, I guess that's the thing. Yeah, like you like to the bit is the way that you fuck with me about it. It's very true. But like, but also you're not really joking because you're like, yeah, I would absolutely throw a Children of the Corn sequel on here if it was eligible. (laughs) Come on, it feels like something that you would do. And uh, well, I don't know, guys. Dan, how are you feeling about this? 
I'm I'm excited. You're cool as a cucumber over there in your Jack Torrance outfit. You're like, I, thank you. Although I did not win costume of the day today, um, I had two students who who, when you asked what they were, they said we're depressed triplets. <laughs> what? Or no, no, sorry, not depressed triplets, sad triplets. And then of course every teacher would go, but there's only two of you. At which point they would break into tears and go, I know. <laughs> okay, that's pretty great. <laughs> that's actually very funny. It was uh, amazing because I. Everybody fell for it. It was fantastic. So good. I was just sitting here thinking, like, I bet there's, I bet that's what it is. That's so yeah. weird. But yeah, you're committed to your to your little Jack Torrance bit here. I know we're on a podcast and nobody can see you, but you even like kind of slicked your hair back in like a Jack Torrancey way, like you. Yeah, that was the biggest complaint on the day that my hair was not crazy enough, and I'm like, it's not long on the side. It's, yeah, you can't. That's the thing. Yeah, I'd have to grow it out for like another two months to get it out to there. So you could have gotten some hair extensions, you know. Really. That's true. Yeah, I mean, gotten a wig. I, I own the coat now, so it's like, you know, this will be a, a ready-to-go costume whenever I need it. That's true, yeah, but yeah. I always just grow my hair out and do it for some other thing. You can also yeah. just uh, use the coat for um, James Dean or Fry yeah. from Futurama. <laughs> Which the hair also kind of does. So. <laughs> it does. That's true, yeah. It would need to be a lot blonder. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Make it work. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, man, I, I, I really can't explain how excited I am for tonight because, as you all know, I went into the series woefully underkinged and still haven't actually read any because, uh, you know, I moved uh and th therefore in the process video monster headquarters also moved um but but yeah so i didn't have a chance to get nearly as much read but i have watched so many fucking movies based off of stephen king's works i think that at last count i'd watched 30 no i watched 42 king movies and only <laughs> six of them were rewatches so 36 new king movies for me well done as well in, in, i mean some derivatives but still it's fantastic you surpassed me Yes. Uh, in the, over the month, I watched a lot of movies, but like half of them were rewatches. Mm -hmm. So, I watched a lot more movies than I expected to, to watch. I'll say that I got through a lot. I, especially considering that many of them are like three hours long. So many. <laughs> I am a little sad though because uh, my goal was to watch every single film that's eligible for tonight's punch out, but uh, I, I fell short. Uh, there's about six, no, fifteen movies. Uh, 13 and two halves. <laughs> there are 13 movies that I've not seen any of, uh, and then two movies that I only got about halfway through. So, did not have a chance to finish everything, but still, you know, did 52, 51, 51 out of 66 movies? That ain't bad. It's pretty solid, yeah. It's, again, better than better than what I could do. The, the funniest thing about this, too, is that, like, you started with the the worst movies. Like you're like, give me the shit first, including some that weren't even like eligible because they were like Children of the Corn sequels, which we're not doing any of that of the derivative sequels. But like, yeah, you're just like, give me all the worst stuff. <laughs> the the very first just movie that I in. watched in the series was Trucks, and it is by far one of the movies that is um not good, even a little at all. It's very very bad. Also, not the worst film. I, we're we're going to talk about that a little bit in terms and of... And yet, I was still worried you were about to say it might go in. 
<laughs> no, God, no, no. It is not nearly good enough. Oh, to oh, actually... Don't say God, no. I don't. I don't trust you that far. <laughs> <laughs> Again, come on. I do have some taste. Trucks is not. I, I plus I've talked about how bad Trucks was. Uh, no, Trucks is not nearly good enough to make it into the Skull of Decisions. However, it should not be ranked sixty-five out of uh, sixty-six on this list. So, uh, so tonight's popcorn punch out is going to work a little bit differently than the other punch outs that we've done. Uh, for one, uh, our listeners will notice that we did not send out a poll to see which ones they wanted to include, and that's because we are using letterboxed rankings, and we're just including the top four based off of letterboxed rankings. Uh, and that's Shawshank Redemption, The Shining, Green Mile, and Stand By Me. Uh, and then we're going to go through do the same thing that we do on all the other popcorn punch outs where we add our five personal picks. But one of the other things that makes this popcorn punch out so different from the other ones is we're not trying to arrive at the three that we want to talk about because we've already spent the last two months talking about King films. This is a ranking punch out where we are still using our video rack attack bracket to randomly pair these movies. But we're going to be debating which one is actually better. Now, Eric, for you, I know that a lot of that already goes into uh, to our regular popcorn punch outs where you want to talk about the better film, usually. Generally, yeah. For me, that is rarely the case. For me, I, I, let, let me rephrase mm-hmm. that. Quite often, I do want to talk about the better movie, but whether or not the movie is better in no way impacts how much I want to talk about it. It's just which one do I want to talk about the most. Right. So in the regular punch outs, there might be movies that I recognize are bad movies, but I want them to advance because I want to have that conversation about them. You know, going back to yeah. our uh, all out alien attack, which had very few actual alien attack movies. When I put <laughs> Mom and Dad save the world in there, there's no way that I would say that that movie is better than anything. Um, well, no, there's, there's a few King movies that I would say it's better than. I was going to say there. Yeah, there's, there's a, there it <laughs> there's a few. It is, it is a bad movie. I would not argue the case that that is a good movie, but it had some things about it that I felt like were interesting enough that I wanted us to talk about it. And I legitimately wanted us to talk about it tonight. When we vote, it's not which one do we want to make it to the end so that we can do a full episode. It's which one are we arguing is better. So before we get into which picks we're going to be putting into the skull of decisions, let's give just, just a little bit of our general um, our, our general approach to to the movies. And again, not so much that you're tipping your hand, telling us exactly where you're going to be voting for, but roughly how are you approaching this? Uh, Dan, we will start with you. Well, that's unfortunate you're starting with me because I'm not giving away shit. <laughs> <laughs> Lips are I, sealed. I pretty much know how both of you are going to play this, I feel. So uh-huh. I, I want to I want to be the true wild card. I want you to have no idea where I'm. That's one. I honestly feel like you are actually the true wild card in this because you are definitely like splitting the difference between Nathan and I. We're like, I've seen your letterbox rankings for a lot of these, and some of them I'm like, it's you know you love some of the absolute classics even more than I do, and then some of them it's like you you really enjoyed some like. Some that I really don't like. Oh man, I, I love the shit out of the Mangler. I will. Uh, <laughs> I, I absolutely adore the Mangler. I, um, I'm very sad I did and, not have a chance to get to either of the sequels on that one. 
you know, do uh, I, I would not be there. Um, but, you know, should that go up against Shawshank? I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. A, a um, lot of this, a lot of this is going to be which one would I pull off the shelf to watch first? OK, that yeah. not necessarily which one I think is the, you know, you know, the cream of the crop, which one. If I had a chance, which one am I pulling off the shelf to watch first? That is a very, very, very important distinction because, you know, like looking at film fest where they have, you know, like the like the Palme de Gore, you know, the horror film fest, at least. Um, And then you have the audience awards. And obviously the, um, the the juried ones that they say, okay, we think that this one is the best. That matters. That tells you something. But then the audience awards typically are, yeah, but this is one that the audience loved. Sometimes there's overlap. Sometimes there's not. And and I think that that's important. And, I mean, we've talked about that a whole lot on the podcast of good versus art versus entertainment versus. So that that's, that's not giving away anything, but that is also, I think, a, a very important piece going into this. Eric, what about you? What is, and again, in as much as you want to not give away your strategy, what is your general approach to uh, to this punch out? Yeah, I mean, honestly, when, when you said that, Dan, about like, wh- which one am I pulling off the shelf first? That's kind of how I'm approaching it as well. Um, but I'm also approaching this in a way where I want the final, what, you know, whatever the top three is, I want them to be representative of king i like the 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 breadth of king because like you know that you're we're talking about a guy who has written uh stories that have been adapted into like you know like these great oscar dramas one of them is the highest rated movie of all time on imdb one of the most beloved movies of all time and then you've got like some absolute like just broad as a barn door like <laughs> as as george a. romero <laughs> Uh, directed Stephen King to act in Creepshow. Uh, like, just absolute, like, cartoony nonsense bullshit, and it's so much fun. Um, so, like, there's there's just a a real versatility to King that I want to highlight in this. Um, and, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Like, I really want to showcase all of those things. I'm also just generally excited because so many of the you know, quote unquote, best Stephen King movies are not ones that we uh, talked about in our series. <laughs> People were like, really, our guests were really steering clear of like going with the obvious choices. You know, nobody even touched The Shining or we Misery talked about or the any Shining of those kind of things. Doctor Sleep. Just, well, I mean, neither of them were Kubrick's version. Which, and I mean, that's fine. Like, I'm just, I'm kind of excited to uh, to dig into some of those other movies that we. Uh, and I mean, obviously, we're not going to spend a ton of time on them, but it'll be nice to get a couple thoughts out there on some of those. Yeah. Uh, and for me, it's similar to both of you where, again, even though I am woefully underkinged uh, in the amount of what I've read, I feel like at this point I have watched enough to have uh, at least a not terrible uh, idea of Stephen King stories and what makes them work and what makes them doesn't work. What what, what makes them doesn't work? I know how to speak. Uh, what mm-hmm. makes them work? What makes them not work? Um, you know, which are the ones that I feel like really are tapping into King, even if it's not that faithful of an adaptation. Which ones I feel like capture that essence of storytelling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So for me, because I don't have enough King background, it's not going to be the movies that are the 
best adaptations of King in terms of um, uh, when, when we were doing uh, the Langoliers the other night, Andrew talked about how he did read the Langoliers and it is almost like word for word. It's almost like Tom Holland just took the book and said, all right, here's the screenplay. Let, let's just use this. So the Langoliers is one of the most faithful adaptations that does not necessarily make it a good movie. So for me, it's not necessarily how uh, how faithful of an adaptation it was, but it's going to be what do I yeah, feel I like is capturing that Kingian essence for me. Yeah, and agreed. I'm with you. It might be great movies. It might not be great movies. We will see. <laughs> very, very. Well, here's the thing about Stephen soon. King. Uh, he has been known to uh, to make some not so great. Uh, things every every now and then. <laughs> when you write as much as he does, it's inevitable that uh, some yeah. of it's not going to come together very well. Yeah. So um, if we have time at the end of this episode, um, obviously we're not going to talk about every single film on the eligibility list, but when we get to the end, there might be a few that are definitely not going to make it in the skull of decisions like at all th- that I feel like we should at least mention a little bit about um, because again, Looking at this list, some of the ones that are at the very bottom, I do not feel like they belong there. They are way better than some of the ones uh, a bit higher up. Um, but if we have time, we'll try to get into that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So again, tonight's a little bit different where we are going to be um, going to be doing ranking and arguing which one we think is better. Uh, if this is the first popcorn punch out that, that you're catching, um, we have a random, well, we're going to be putting, uh, 19 movies into this giant plastic Halloween skull. We call the skull of decisions and then randomly drawing pairings, uh, starting with, uh, starting with round one where there's going to be 16 movies. So eight pairings and then working down to the final four to arrive at what the top two are. But the, uh, the third film might or might not be coming from that final four because we also have the chaos bracket. So after we get to the final four to pick the top two, we're using the chaos bracket to decide um, what the that third film is. And that is going to be based off of the two movies from the two losers from the final four, unless we use our chaos cards to keep some films alive um, and and shift them to the end. So there might be a little bit of pet cemetery esque ness going on in uh, in tonight's cemetery episode. resurrection. Yes, and you know sometimes dead is better. We'll see whether or not any of the movies that we try to revive are sometimes better chaos is better. <laughs> Always chaos is better. All right, so um, because we have so much to talk about, and I have a feeling we're going to be debating some of these things a lot, let's go ahead and start diving into it. Uh, Again, if this is the first time that you're catching a popcorn punch out, you'll pick it up as we go along. It's pretty straightforward. Again, it's a random bracket. We're going to argue about things and uh, decide on the winner. All right, so again, we have the top four. uh, Oh, uh, eligibility. So the films that are eligible, it is a list of 66 quote-unquote films uh, basically anything that is directly based off of Stephen King's work. So none of the derivatives, no, no sequels, all original films, uh, based off of his original work and three hours, 15 minutes or less. So we are including some of like the two night miniseries events. Um, we are including TV movies. So if it is less than three hours and 15 minutes, 
and if it's on Letterboxd, essentially that's the criteria. Um, if it's directly based on Stephen King, one minor exception we do have um, uh, we do have the Lawnmower Man on here. It's debatable whether or not that works. Oh yeah. Be. <laughs> when you look up uh, movies based off of Stephen King, that one does show up on a number of lists. So even though it's very debatable whether or not it should be here, that that is uh, in the list. Um, so yeah, this this is going to be uh, some of the ones that that are on here. You know, like the It miniseries or Salem's Lot. You know, some of the uh, some of those two nights television events <coughs> are eligible. All right. So again, we have the top four uh, based off of Letterboxd. So the Shawshank Redemption, The Shining, Green Mile, and Stand by Me are already in the skull of decisions. Mm. And since we still are in the process of uh, doing some fine tuning and tweaking at some of our processes, we do not have something ready that <laughs> we tried to have ready for tonight. So we will just go. Um, I have trivia questions ready. If see, that's, want me to ask that's the them. thing is I did not have a chance to actually get any other trivia ready and we did not have a chance to work out the structure of like who would ask who and how that would work and and all that other stuff or so it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll hold off on trivia until uh, till the next punch out. Hopefully at that point we'll have something worked out. So okay, I'll ask I'll ask my Stephen King trivia questions on the next punch out, no matter what the subject is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I made I I made a bunch of them. I will. How how, made, how many did you make, Eric? I made seven trivia questions. Seven no, trivia six, questions. Just six. Yeah. Is it six or seven? Six. Okay. How how about we do this then? Uh, Dan, did you prep any trivia? I, I did not. Okay, neither did I. So here's what we'll do, uh, Eric. We will use yes. your trivia questions. Sure. And um, whoever gets the most right gets to decide um, what order they, they want to pick. Yeah, um, sure. You can just pick. You can just decide for all three of us. Well, four. Well, like, here's, here's what we're going to do. So, Eric, you're going to ask the questions. Dan okay. and I are going to try to answer them. If neither of us can answer, then you get that point. That's a good idea. Oh, that's a good idea. Ooh, I didn't. Interesting. Well, yeah, some so, of these. So, so if you stump us, you get that. Um, well, damn. I didn't think. I didn't try and, to make any how, that would stump people. How about no matter who wins, no matter what, you get put in the middle of the picks. I mean, that's fine either way. There is one that I think might. See, I was, I was going to say whoever wins gets to decide do they want to pick first, second, or third. And then whoever. Let's get got the second most right gets to pick next yeah. and then whoever did the worst is that'll work stuck with the, right. the last placement um okay all right hopefully <laughs> there won't be a tie if so you, you will just you'll just have to uh come up with another one um oh, and we'll keep this at one guess a piece just for the sake of <laughs> just for the sake of time so no like rattling off 20 different answers yeah. it'll just be we we got one guess um and Okay. How do we want to do this? Do we want to put our answers in the chat just to keep things more timely, or do we want to just shout it out? I don't know. Just um, shout it out. All right, shout out. Okay, power through. I am prepared right. to lose miserably. Here we go. All right. Well, I think some of these are. I try to make these kind of equitable, so we'll see. All right. First question: Which actor has appeared in the most Stephen King adaptations? Timothy Mike. Button. 
Incorrect. Damn. All right. Um, this this one has got a tough one. John Cusack. I think Nathan, it is not John Cusack. Damn it. Uh, the answer is Matt Frewer, who is in like all of the Mick Garris adaptations. He is in, let's see here. He's in The Stand, Quicksilver Highway, Bag of Bones, Desperation, and Riding the Bullet. Wow. John Cusack is in how many is he in? He's in he's, in, he's, he's in only in at least three or four. Two or three. He's he's, he's in Stand in By two. Me and fourteen oh eight and Cell. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, he's in three. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about Stand By Me. Uh, that's a good guess. Also, uh, William Sadler. He's been in three. He's in all the Darabonts and uh, Kathy Bates yeah. has been in two or three. Anyway, all right, that's, all right. that's one so, point for Eric. Okay, this one. Curious to find out. Curious to see if anybody will know this one. In The Dark Half, the evil pseudonym who comes to life is named George Stark. The name was inspired by Richard Stark, a pseudonym used by what prolific crime fiction author? Jim Thompson? No. Ooh, that's a good guess. But No, I'm right. Um, um, uh, what's, what's his name? The, the dude that wrote The Firm and... <laughs> John Grisham? John Grisham, yeah. No. That is also incorrect. Damn it. <laughs> the answer is Donald Westlake. Westlake, that's right. <sighs> Shit. Yeah, he did Damn, the Dortmund. That's, that's for Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Eric, Eric, super quick. Stop yep. twisting your pencil. The mic's picking that up. Oh shit! I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I am a nervous pencil twister. It's yeah, a it's, pen, it's su- well, it's squeaky and it's annoying. Okay. Okay, my bad. All right. Damn, let's so that's, see. So that's here. two for Eric already. Shit. I know. Well, those are the only two that I think. Well, okay. Actually, this one I might snap. We'll see. How many novels did Stephen King publish as Richard Bachman? Twelve. Five. Six. Incorrect. On both counts. <laughs> I have no idea. He did seven. Damn it. Um, Fuck, regulate. Rage, Ugh. The Long Walk, Roadwork, Running Man, Thinner, The Regulators, and Blaze. I totally forgot regulators. Damn it. All right, fellas. Um, I, th- I think I actually that's, might be doing well here. All, all right. right. So that's so that's three. So Eric, you're definitely going to be picking first. You're at least a share of them. Yeah. Yeah. So go here ahead and go. ask a couple more to see oh. if Dan or I has any say in this. I'm going to go with some, some at least ones that I think are easier. I think Dan will probably get this one. What is the name of Stephen King's rock band? Rock Bottom Remainders. Correct. Yes. All right. Dan, you got one? I have, deb- I have their debut concert poster in the hallway. That's awesome. <laughs> this one is kind of a fun one that's not specifically Stephen King related, but all right, let's hear. Stephen King made the leap from novelist to filmmaker when he directed Maximum Overdrive, which is still his only directing credit to date. Name another horror novelist who directed a film adaptation of their own work. William Friedkin. No, oh, oh, gee. Oh. <laughs> gave it away Very there. Close. Um, shit, 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 shit. Uh... I think I felt I thought Nathan was gonna gonna be right on this one. I t- I'm blanking because all I'm thinking of is the guy who wrote Rosemary's Baby instead of the other one, William Blatty. Yeah, William Peter Blatty is, uh, is good. Yes, he did Exorcist three. Uh, There's a ton of other things. I, I Nathan, I thought you were gonna throw out Clive Barker. Oh shit! That would have been oh. an easy one. Yeah, Clive Barker directed Hellraiser. Yeah, uh, Michael Crichton. I would have accepted. Uh, <sighs> Damn it, Michael Crichton. I, did I like was others. I was thinking Crichton, but I was like, that that's not enough horror. That's more like actiony stuff. And then mm. my brain was stuck there. And yeah, 
Uh, yeah. That's too bad, Nathan. It's okay. All right. Let's terrible. see if you can get this one. I think maybe you can catch this one. Uh, so as we all know, Stephen King has been very vocal over the years about his dislike for Stanley Kubrick's adaptation of The Shining, but it's not the only time he has been disappointed by a movie based on his work. So name another Stephen King adaptation that he has uh, publicly criticized. The Running Man. Sorry, shit, not The Running Man. The Lawnmower Man. No, no, that's good. Actually, that's... I. Oh, as, as the running, man. running man, lawnmower man, either one of those actually, I would be totally. I would have. Uh, the lawnmower man, the only one he's really like sued to take his name off of. Mm-hmm. He has also criticized the running man in on writing. Actually, he yeah. uh, talked about how uh, he didn't like that they took this like you know violent, dark, dystopian novel and made it like just a Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> action movie. But that's, uh, but yeah, that's what's so great about it. Good questions. Yeah. There are uh, there are a bunch of other ones too, like Graveyard Shift, all of the Children of the Corn sequels, Dreamcatcher. He called a train wreck. Mm-hmm. Doesn't like a return to Salem's Lot. Uh, called Needful Things a disappointment. Doesn't like Firestarter very much. I, uh, <sighs> the Dark Tower, Tommy Knockers. He's uh, criticized all of those in interviews. Would have been a better question to see how many of them did he praise before they got released. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is a, <laughs> I remember when the Dark Tower movie came out, he talked about how much he liked it. And then then when and then afterward he said that it lacked toughness because it was they made it PG thirteen. Well, and I wonder yeah, how okay. much of that is like him legitimately saying, No, this is bad. And how much mm-hmm. of it is response to backlash when people are like, Oh, the Dark Tower movie sucks. How could you say that you like it? And he's like, I, I mean, it's not good. Like, I, I wonder how much of it is a response and how much of it is outright saying, this is not my work. And how much of it is just like, eh, it's not my work. I don't think he generally cares that much about the adaptations for the most part because he's pretty hands off with most of them. You know, he's like, yeah, this is, you're using my work or whatever, but, you know, it's it's your thing at this point. Like, it's out of my hands. This is not my baby anymore. Um, but yeah, anyway. All right. So well, I, Eric, it looks like you, I won. You obviously won. Which I'm um, very surprised by, actually. I thought my questions were a little easier, but you—you you obviously what you—you you know this. There's always the pressure when it comes That's to very trying true, yeah. to answer the question of like ah uh, ah uh, yeah. uh, like you're going to answer fast too, and sometimes yeah. forget it. <laughs> yeah. So Matt Frewer was the only one where I was like, I'm probably going to stump them on this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So. We'll so so what we'll do, Eric, since you clearly stumped us on more <laughs> than we got right, uh, you get to decide if you want to pick first, second, or third. And Dan, since you more confidently knew your answer, then uh, you get to decide uh, what what order you want to pick. And then obviously I'll just go with what's left. So Eric, right. do you want to pick first, second, or third when it comes to adding movies into the skull of decisions? Oh, I'm going third. <laughs> <laughs> going last, baby. Going second. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, that's um, and of course, Nathan, you're going to be kicking it off, which is exactly how I wanted. <laughs> I need to see what's coming down the pike well in advance. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, it's working out great. All right. Well, this is good. This um, I don't I don't hate this because you are going to hate this. The first movie that I'm adding into the skull of decisions, legitimately. Because I, oh, honest God. to God, want to discuss it, is Dreamcatcher. Oh, God. That is a bad start. Nathan, <laughs> you realize we're talking about the best 
<laughs> I love Dreamcatcher, but my oh, God. That doesn't knock one off my list. Uh, also, yes. let, me, let me just say that we've talked about, we talked about this movie for two fucking hours. What are you talking about? You want to talk about it? All right, all right. We can't, we can't get, we, all right, we'll, 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 we'll get into it later. Okay, Look, Dan, that, what's that your... That gives you uh, right. some of what you need to know. I'm, I'm going to start off with one that I don't think will go on anybody else's list, but it's such an underrated gem. That is 1922. Uh, you know what? I knew you were going to put 1922 on there. I, I specifically watched this like toward the end because I was like, I bet Dan's going to put 1922 in there. <clears throat> right, give me one uh, second. Exciting. Let me keep track of this so that I know things. Okay. Um, my, I really want to go with a real out there one for my pick, but uh, I think maybe someone else will get me on that one. I'm going to go with Gerald's Game. Yeah, that's definitely not out there. It's a great movie, nope. though. All right, Nathan, your turn again, for the love of God. <laughs> Do the right thing. <laughs> Look. <clears throat> I needed to set the tone, okay? And much in the same way that I started this month with watching trucks, I started this popcorn punch out by putting Dreamcatcher into the skull of decisions. I know there's no way that one's okay. going to win. Sure. That is uh, probably the one that I expect the least out of. All right. So um, I need to make sure that I keep track of this. Here we go. And I can just put that one in there, right? Yep. Okay, good. All right. So next up, I am going to go with a movie. <sighs> I think I'm I'm twisting my pen because I'm fucking a ball of nerves right now. Jesus All right. Christ. All right. Say I'll, something. I'll go with something that I kind of expect one of you maybe maybe to put in there. Um but to make up at least a little bit for Dreamcatcher, uh, I'm gonna go with Needful Thanks. Jesus Christ. Okay. What? Hold on. Let me. All right. I'm going to go with Christine. Christine. Guys, this is really not working out very well for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I've got that one. And then let me get this one. Okay. It's my turn. Um, You need me to stall, Nathan? You ready? No, no, no. It's okay. I'll catch up uh, as I stall with my next pick. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Creep Show. Really? Yeah. All right. Really, really. All right. Not the anthology that I would have put in, but okay. What? Dan, Dan and I, Dan's <laughs> face right now was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> It's not the anthology okay. that I would have put in. That's why I picked it. I was I actually was going to do it later, but I was like, I need to throw my I need to throw an anthology out there before anybody else does. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, maybe it will curb people from picking another one. We'll see. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right, so <laughs> there is that. There is that, and make sure that I've added that one. Okay. Next up, I 
I'm going to go. How many more picks do I have? I have three picks left. Three. Mm-hmm. Three, yeah. We have each done two. Shit. All right. Um, do you want the pick that is should not be a uh, uh, surprise to either of you? Or the one that really shouldn't be a surprise to either of you? I don't want any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just, just please rip the bandaid off. (laughs) Fine. Maximum overdrive. Oh, thank God. Dude, maximum overdrive was, I was going to make that my first pick, but I, (laughs) I was hoping that you would pick it. Of course, I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy I, with this. I love Dan's Thank face God. right now. <laughs> Thank God, I'm so happy. I'm so excited. All right, uh, Dan, go mm. ahead. Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, that knocks two off of my musts. This is uh, this is okay. This is I'm feeling better about this, guys. Okay. All right. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta find that one. Gotta put Dan's name there. Gotta put that there. Gotta get a new piece of paper. <laughs> Right down, Dr. All right. Sleep. All right. I think this will be my last. I, I, <sighs> hmm. I've got a few, and I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say Dolores Claiborne. Thank you. <sighs> okay. That one was causing me major issues. Yeah, yeah. I, I was afraid nobody else. I I knew you liked it, but I didn't know if you would pick it. Oh. All right. So we've each picked three so far. No, Eric, you just picked four, didn't you? No, no that was my third one. That was your third one. So we oh, each, that's we right. That's right. Because you got picked third. Oh, oh god. god, there's so many movies. We each have two left. I have four more that like I have to have on. Oh this my list. god. All right. This. Is honest to God getting a little bit more difficult than I wanted it to. <laughs> There's one that really, really needs to be added that I hope that one of you picks. So I think that'll hold off on that one for my number five to see if one of you picks it. So that it, it brings it down to two that I'm looking at. A third one that I really want in there, but it's I don't it, it wouldn't win, I don't think. So it's not even worth putting in there. Oh god. Alright. Shit, shit, shit. Okay. I am going to have to go. God, this, this is so much harder than I wasn't wanting it to be. I'm super, you're the one who's like really stalling the most on this. I'm mm-hmm. shocked by this. But it's because I'm legitimately it's because you um, fucked around. No, I'm, I'm serious about them. I have too many. See, you have just like good movies that you want to add. I have a huge range. All right, I need to make sure the other one gets in there, and I don't want this one to not be there. So um, I'm gonna put in the mangler. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Nathan is really, really going for the dark half of the list here. <laughs> Look, My God. There's there's another one that I... Of, like, of the fucking Toby Hooper adaptations, you're going with the <laughs> Mangler? 
Oh my god! Listen. All right, we don't have time to debate. We don't have. What? Listen, oh there are so well, many movies that I want. I didn't knock anything off my list. I, this, uh, is, this is this. I, there are five movies. I have four movies I need on this list, and only five spots. Okay, okay, fine. that's what I have too. Do do you um, want, do you want me to do you want me to change list. do you want me to change the Mangler to the other one that I was very heavily considering? <laughs> oh 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 no 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 no! I I think you went with your gut. Go with it. <laughs> Eric, uh, do you? I mean, I want you to do whatever you want to do, Nathan. I don't. <laughs> I don't need you to appease me, but you know. All right, you know what? Fine, fine, fine. Before before we move on, <clears throat> I will take the mangler out. The mangler has been mangled. You might not yeah. love the replacement because I'm putting in silver bullet. Oh, that's that's. I'm I'm more okay I'm with silver. Bullet. Totally fine with that. I, I was I was it's, having such a hard time. It's like oh, silver bullet or the mangler or this other one that I'm not going. I to I was say. expecting silver bullet to make this list. Uh, it's and and Eric, I have four that need to go in, and there's only five slots left. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put in the mist. Oh, fuck, that's that's actually not one of my four. Oh, <laughs> it's like it's like just outside of my four. There's there's enough Darabont on here, but that's fine. Um, fuck, 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 fuck. Okay. Um, shit. I have to put uh, it. You have Andy to Muschietti's put it? it. I have to put that on there. You have to put it. Not the mini series. I want to be it clear. Chapter, it chapter one. It chapter one is what I will refer to it as. Yes. Well, that God, does okay. Knock, that does knock one off mine. <sighs> This Nathan, yes. For the love of God, what? There, there are at least I, there are three movies left. I will accept two of them. Okay, listen. But I wrote down the nineteen movies that I really, really wanted to see in here. Um, so far. Did I did I include that one? It's fine. Just just pick a movie. We gotta we gotta get this this trainer rolling. <clears throat> I'm just saying, of the ones on my list, I think only one of them has been picked by one of you. So the reason I'm still having such a hard time is because all of the ones I was like, man, I really want these to be on there. Y'all aren't locking any of them off of my list. <sighs> and- yeah, of course. That, like what would you what do you expect when you're picking pick shit from the bottom 30 <laughs> <sighs> it's okay go ahead nathan you said you wanted a diverse range of king movies i'm providing that diversity i also seriously stop twisting your fucking pen i'm nervous <laughs> you're killing me Smalls. you don't hear it squeaking in the microphone all right i'm sorry all right God, this this is legit stressful because this is my last pick. This is your last pick. There are movies that I want to be in there, and that one can't be in there because it 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 would be a waste of a pick. That one should be in there. I'm surprised that neither of you have picked it. (sighs) It's probably because I expected someone else to pick it. I. Oh God, fine. I I'm gonna go with um, Cronenberg's Dead Zone. Okay. Look, I mean, I'm I'm not mad that Dead Zone's in there. I love the Dead Zone. But, there are uh, so many movies. Uh, 
So many that movies. I am I want very to upset by. I'm all right, Eric. I'm I'm fucking counting on you to do the right thing here. Um, so I'm going with Carrie. Okay, thank God. Thank fucking God. All Which right. Year? <laughs> and uh, this, I'm so disappointed about one of these movies that's being left. There's only one of mine that needed to be there that didn't make it, which I guess I should be thankful for. But the last movie has to be Misery. Oh, like, you it has to be Misery. Oh, are you? You are wearing the shirt. Oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, obviously Pet Cemetery <laughs> is is a huge oversight here. Uh, but I I can't I can't do this I, I without can't misery. Pet Cemetery is not on this list. I can't do this without misery either. I wow. really wanted Pet Cemetery on this list too. I also really fucking wanted Salem's Lot on this list. I hey, you, I'm very you, upset. You have your picks, dude. We opened this up to mini series and we didn't pick any mini series. <laughs> That's, it doesn't matter. We didn't We're have to pick here. any of them. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, no, I threw. I wore this Pet Cemetery shirt on purpose to throw people off. I wasn't planning on picking it. <laughs> I was only planning on picking it if my other stuff made it on. I had like a a an alternative list of like if just in case things go very well, then I will throw, uh, you know, I'll throw Pet Cemetery and uh, Salem's Lot. Or, well, no, not Sam's Lot was on my need to be there list, but uh, I'll throw Pet Cemetery in there. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Okay. This is fun. Hey, this hey is, Eric. Yeah. Put your pen I, I did down. Oh my god. It's crazy that it's that loud. That's so funny. All right. Oh, it is. It is super oh. loud, and it sounds like a mouse fucking in my ear. It's I terrible. cannot fucking believe some of the shit that we have on this list. <laughs> you said you wanted a diverse. <laughs> Uh, Dreamcatcher is on this list and Pet Cemetery is not. The Running Man is not on this list. Cujo is not on this list. Hey, Cujo was a hard one for me not to pick. Okay. Pet Cemetery. It oh I I I'm a little upset that Pet Cemetery is not in here. But we will do a little bit of a postmortem at the end of this where we can talk about some of the some of the ones that did not get into the skull of decisions, some of the ones that got in there and never uh, then came back out. So we, we can. This was. Yeah, this Eric. was such a mistake. This is such a mistake. <laughs> what the fuck were we thinking? <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> you are just as responsible as everyone else. I was the most responsible, I would say, but it's okay. Dan, Dan, you were pretty good. You got nineteen twenty-two in there, though, which I'm like, I'm, I really like, but. We're, none of us are innocent. Okay, that's no. I'll, say. I'll just say that we're we all have blood on our hands. We've all got our scars and regrets already. <laughs> <laughs> I regret nothing. I feel like Carrie at the end of the of Carrie, you know, where she's just shell shocked, covered in blood, <laughs> and we haven't even gotten into the punch out. We got it. We oh Jesus Christ, it's getting late. We gotta we gotta move on. Let's do this, fellas. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> look. The, I, the as I said, the ones that I'm putting in here are not necessarily the best movies. I wanted every single. <laughs> I wanted every single one of these movies in there. There, there were th that list of 19 was the list of these are the 19 that I want in there that I don't think either of you will pick. So it wasn't this is it wasn't necessarily these are the 19 films that I want in the skull. 
it was. I really hope that they pick some of the other ones that I really want to talk about. These are the 19 that I don't expect them to pick. So that's insane. Okay, but whatever. It's because, You're like, it's we only because, have 19 options, but I'm picking 19 that I don't think they're going to pick. It's because I wanted them to at least have a chance, at least have some level of uh, of potentially making it to the end. Because I, I, okay, so before we even get into all of this, as I'm uh, wrapping up getting all of these into the Skull of Decisions, I love Stephen King movies. D- despite the fact that I hadn't seen that many before the start of September, there's only maybe like three that I've watched over, um, okay, more than three. There's maybe about like five or six that I've watched that I'd be like, these just are not good at all. Mm. These are just like, these are just terrible movies. There's only about two of them that I would say I would never want to watch it again. So even the bad ones, mm. I'd be like, yeah, it's, I'll complain about it and I'll point out all <laughs> oh, the stuff that's terrible, but I'd, I'd watch it again. Uh, one other thing that I want to mention before we start getting into this, uh, one of you picked a movie that I have not seen. So... <laughs> That's gonna be fun. <laughs> was it me? So, did, uh, we'll see. Did, did I pick a terrible movie that you've not seen? We'll see. No, I mean I don't know if it's terrible or not because I haven't fucking seen it. But you know, <laughs> it wasn't one that I was expecting to come up. So, yeah. Which it, it kind of like it was one that I was like, if I if it was streaming, I would have watched it. Because I actually did kind of suspect it might come up, but uh, interesting. You'll have to. But I also it wasn't enough that I felt like I needed to go out of my way to get it. That's fair. All right, so now it is time to see what is coming out of the skull of decisions. Given that we're all already kind of defeated a little bit here. I don't know what you're talking about. I am amped. Uh, oh, and going into this, Eric and I both have two chaos cards, which we can use to uh, resurrect dead movies. Dan has one. All right. So these a nice, good tumble to make sure that I don't just get the ones that we picked last. Nice, good tumble. Yes. All right. So up first in round one, we are playing a game with Gerald. As we, this is gonna be fucking horrible, isn't it? <laughs> I'm super happy. 1922 so versus horrible. Gerald's game. Uh, these are two, yeah, two Netflix adaptations. Two. Okay, so uh, I got to do this letterbox shit, right? Okay, yeah. Do, do Gerald's game, shit. which oh, uh, we skip that shit because it's already eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, that's that's a good point. The only thing I'll say, Bell's Game is ranked number 19 in our list of 66, and uh, 1922 is ranked 35. All right, so All yeah, right. typically when we do this, um, we give the letterbox descriptions, tell everyone what the movie is about. Part of the reason that we do that is if we've not yet seen a movie, uh, as we're trying to figure out whether or not we want to discuss it, we need to have some level of information. So, uh, so yeah, since this one, we're just ranking. We're skipping over some of that, um, uh, at, at least on this bottom 16. Mm-hmm. Maybe once we get I mean, the also, top, eight, top four, I, I just uh, I feel like we need to give some background because not everyone has seen all of these. I mean, I feel like if you're listening to a Stephen King punch out, you're probably generally understanding of, uh, of what it is. I can say uh, 1922 has a 2.9 rating on 
letterbox, which is pretty low. I'm mm. surprised it's that low. Um, and then Adele's game has a uh, let's see, a three point two. <coughs> Um. All right. Yeah. So, uh, any discussion trying to sway one person or the other over um over the over their votes? I'll say that I think that the reason I put Gerald's game in and I picked it first is because I think that it might be the best adaptation of a Stephen King book in terms of taking something on the page that is seemingly unadaptable (laughs) like Gerald's game as a book is a very subjective very weird very like I mean it's just the the whole premise of like a woman being locked in a room in one spot the entire time and it's like a five four or five hundred page book even and it's just you know it's Stephen King doing his inner monologue thing and it's the kind of thing where it's difficult to understand how to adapt and when you see what mike flanagan does with it it's really brilliant the way that he visualizes the internal conflict of uh jesse in the film where she has these like manifestations of herself and of gerald as like the angel and devil on her shoulder um i also think that gerald's game i watched this movie late at night by myself one time because i'm like oh it's a stephen king movie that'd be fun i didn't really know who mike flanagan was at the time but i wasn't expecting it to be scary and I think Gerald's game is fucking terrifying. I think this movie's legitimately scary in a way that it is was very unexpected when I watched it. And I threw nineteen twenty two in there. Weird, weird that it's both net Netflix adaptations. Like yeah, like from the same year, I think too. Um, because it's just a wonderfully classic story. I mean, there are, there are definitely shades of the Telltale Heart. There's mm. some there's there's some Bradbury in here. Um, if you've read the short story, it's got that classic Stephen King thing where one of the characters is a voracious reader. Um, mm-hmm. and know his classics, um, but it's 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 just such a well told tale. It's. There's no, I mean, while there are supernatural elements to it, there's no like supernatural boogeyman or anything like that. It's just a tale tale of guilt and violence. I love it. I love it. And Thomas Jane is awesome in it. He has this incredible accent. Yes. It's incredible. I don't even Mm -hmm. know how to describe it, but it is so unique and weird and nobody else in the movie even attempts to do anything like it. (laughs) <laughs> and it is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I really love this movie too. I think it's a really great kind of rumination on, uh, particularly like kind of, uh, especially like for 1922 America, the way that uh, men feel uh, ownership over women and over, and like the way that men are. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Like the the way that this this guy, this character that Thomas Jane plays, values land over anything because it is what a man is supposed. You know, he like has his whole like masculinity wrapped up in this land, and he is so threatened by his wife at the beginning of this movie. Um, I don't know. There's just so many interesting themes that is like that are really brought out in this, um, and it is just like such a tight. Uh, a tight yarn the way that they like uh 
you, you think it's going to be kind of like this, um, we need to evade the law, make sure we get away with murder kind of thing. And it it is that for a minute. And then it is mostly, like you said, kind of this telltale heart, like this corruption slowly creeping in kind of story of, uh, you know, everything falls apart after this horrible thing that we've done. Uh, sorry, I feel like I'm rambling way too much on it. I really like 1922, though. I was pretty blown away by it. Mm. All right. This is kind of a difficult decision. Are you ready to vote? I think so. Yes. All right. So Nathan had no thoughts on either of these. <laughs> I. Yep. Um, all right. <clears throat> I've, I've got my vote locked in. Y'all locked in? Locked in. I'm locked in. Video rack attack. Oh, am I in the wrong one? Oh, wait. Or I in the wrong one. Oh, I guess Dan's in the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> were you in the popcorn punch out or podcast? Oh, I see. I see. I okay, yes. Punch out. You okay. were in punch out. Okay, hold on. I'm going to the podcast check because that's, gotcha. that's where we've been doing our votes. Yes. Yeah. Which, 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 right. one, which one is easier? For, which one is easier for you, Dan? <laughs> Let's just do it in the you popcorn just, punch out. Uh, yeah, let's right. do a popcorn punch out. Okay. Um, okay. Well, now you are going to see my vote. I love okay. this. <laughs> it's okay I love because that this is, uh, we're doing this. Eric, what's the uh, what, what's the results? The results are that uh, Gerald's game won in a landslide. All three of us voted for Gerald's game over nineteen twenty two. There, uh, that official. was so anticlimactic and wonderful. I love it. All right, we've all three just posted Gerald's game in the same place. Wonderful, love it. Uh, this is great podcasting. I'm thrilled that Gerald's Game won. I do really love 1922, though. I am glad that it was put in the uh, skull because then maybe at least other people will go check it out. Mm -hmm. It's great. I... It's a very underrated film and forgotten because it's buried in Netflix. In the, yeah, that's the stream of content, Netflix shit. Nathan, did you watch 1922? Nope, that's part of the reason. Uh, yeah. 1922 was one of the few that I did not have a chance to get to. And I thought you might not have gotten to. I, I wanted to. It was what I, I really wanted to watch it because I wanted to watch all of them. But yeah, very sadly, did not have a chance to get to 1922. All right. Watch it. It's good. All of Thomas Jane goodness. Yep. It's got rats in it. Thomas Jane is also in a lot of these I, Stephen King I do like rats. And and Neil McDonough is a bit of a bastard. Surprise. Neil McDonough. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> this movie is also surprisingly violent. Right. Yeah. On to the next All right, but yeah, we got to move on. Yep, we got so many to argue about. So creepy. God, 1922. What a good movie. Up next, we have... There we go. Got those two. And then I shall see what we're going to be discussing. We are going to be discussing one of the top four films. Oh. Against... I like you're just one of them. <laughs> well, I am not happy about this. Uh, we're <laughs> going to kick it into maximum overdrive as we drive down the green mile. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. I mean, like, I don't know if this is actually that difficult of a decision, but I'm really upset by why couldn't it have been Dreamcatcher? No. Why couldn't it have been Dreamcatcher? <laughs> Why? I don't like I was that really Dreamcatcher. I don't like that Dreamcatcher is still out there. Just waiting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just lurking. Hopefully I, it doesn't even make it out of the skull. 
<laughs> like we, maybe we should set a Dreamcatcher yes. up above the skull to catch oh, no. Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher is the boogeyman. For, it's the Stephen King boogeyman for this episode. Where like, the longer it doesn't get played, the more I'm going to be afraid of it. <laughs> Especially with me um, having two chaos cards sitting out there. Oh God, I know. So uh, maximum overdrive. Uh, I added that one. Pretty sure I added that one. You did, yeah. Okay, got to scroll down there. And I really wanted to. <laughs> Maximum Overdrive ranked 44 out of 66 with Oh a, yeah, I almost forgot. with a 2.6 average letterbox score. But to be fair, uh there are like 20 movies in that 2.5 to 2.7. So that's 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 a huge chunk of movies. Um and then the Green Mile ranked number 3, the third best Stephen King adaptation with a 4.1 rating. So uh, this is definitely maximum overdrive is definitely punching above its weight here. Mm-hmm. We'll see if it can go, if we if it can uh you know take it into the paint. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> uh, what's a bo- I was trying to go with a boxing analogy, and I'm like I don't know what the what the word is for that. Uh, so yeah, maximum overdrive. I added it because I love this movie. It's the as we said the only film directed by King. It is um, it, it, it is fun. It is funny. It is way more violent than I ever remember it. Like every time that I watch it, I'm just like, I forgot just how many people died in the opening yep. scenes. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is ridiculous with the, the resolution of, oh, yeah. And then, by the way, some Russian satellites blew up a UFO. Whatever. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it, it, it is so good. It is. It is. It's the, buzz- yes. It's just the epitome of '80s King excess to me. Like yes. I, I genuinely think it's great, and in my mind, it had to be in this punch out. I mean, for one, because it's the only movie Stephen King directed, so it is the most Stephen King movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is like I don't think that we could get in terms of like the opposing sides of Stephen King. I don't think there are any two polar opposite movies than the yeah. green mile and maximum overdrive <laughs> which makes this a fun pairing it could be stand by me versus Dreamcatcher. actually no those aren't that far apart no those are so <laughs> so close together yeah. Yeah. maximum <laughs> overdrive also much deeper of a movie than most people give it credit for uh we, we um we've talked about this uh, so? we've talked about we, i do say so we've talked about this before where we've mentioned a number of times the uh sort of the the parallel of king's addiction and how he's infused that into his stories and i think that there's actually a whole lot of that going on in maximum overdrive um it's i mean come on it's about killer cars not possessed by the devil but just just killer trucks and yet somehow it still works and if you've seen trucks mm-hmm. you know how easily it could not work it's mm. it is it is a great movie people know the green mile people should know maximum overdrive but i feel like most people would be like oh yeah green mile great movie uh but i think more yeah. people need to give maximum overdrive uh another shot because it is so much fun take it for another spin so much fun i i adore this movie more than i can explain um all right, uh, Green Mile. Who wants to talk on behalf of the Letterboxed? Uh, didn't I say it already? It's four point one average rating. Frank well, Darabont directed this movie. I mean, just in, so if if we're not giving like the background of the, um, the the plot of the movie and some of that stuff, if we're not going into as many details, 
then what we're doing is whoever added it giving their spiel on why it's there why you know make, make it oh i got you so letterboxd added it so letterboxd is like <sighs> yeah it's a supernatural tale set on death row where a gentle giant named john coffee possesses mysterious powers and heals people blah blah, blah. <laughs> meanwhile tom hanks can't piss without it being incredibly painful yeah, that narrows it down to only like box the hell out of Bonnie Hunt. That's this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie actually like this this movie gets the uh I feel like it, it gets Stephen King so it gets the voice of Stephen King so well because it is mm-hmm. such a great marriage of all of the different things that Stephen King does well. It is a very it's got like the kind of drama of something like Shawshank, of course, but it also has like some really out there goofy humor um, with like the mouse, them trying to like catch the mouse and stuff. And it has one of, I think the most horrifying scenes in any Stephen King movie when they um, try to, uh, whenever they do the botched execution, um, that's an incredible sequence. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is also just horrific, incredibly sentimental, like in a way Mm -hmm. that it is, like I weeped at the end of this movie. And this is one that like I kind of like had a chip on my shoulder about for a long time when I watched it. I'm like, ah, it's just so like corny and cheesy and blah blah blah. And as like a 32-year-old or 31, how fucking I don't know how old I am, 31-year-old <laughs> man now, I just like am so so amenable to the I don't know if that's the right way to say. It. I I it just hits me so, so differently. And they, and it's got one of the best King human villains. Oh, 100%. In Percy. 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 Yeah. Everybody knows a Percy. He's just so like sniveling. Like, yeah. uh, Percy. Yeah. Uh, this is so good. This movie is so good. It is a great movie. All right. Um, you already yeah. vote. Any, any additional thoughts before we vote? Mm-mm. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Ready to go. All right. Locked in. Video rack attack. I I just I can't, yeah. I cannot believe that Nathan voted for Maximum Overdrive. I, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised. You, you are you're genuinely surprised that I voted for Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, because Green Mile, of course, is one. Dan and I mm. are reasonable men, um, <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> uh, and I guess I, Nathan, yeah. you just knew that we weren't going to vote for Maximum Overdrive, and that's why you did it. Surely you didn't genuinely want it to win. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm genuinely considering one of my chaos cards. I'm not opposed to that. <sighs> the look on Dan's face. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, I will defend maximum overdrive oh. all day. But actually, no, maybe you should use that one now. <laughs> I'm <laughs> afraid of what you might use another one for. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Just <laughs> yeah, go ahead use it. Go ahead. Throw, throw that, it out there. that thing. Use two advanced as far as you want. <laughs> oh, God. I, did, did I put the other? What other movies did I not put in here? Because there's a few that I did not put in. What other did you not put in here? What does that just, matter? I'm just making sure. Like, of, of the ones that I put in here, there are a few that I know um, are going to be buried, and they're not being buried in a pet cemetery. They are not coming back. And I know that they are not. Uh-huh. One of them maybe has the potential to move forward 
one of them I I I don't know if it would. <sighs> Fuck, I'm, I'm actually going back right, right now I'm, and labeling which of these you put in to remind myself of the fucking insanity that has befallen us. I am uh, advancing maximum overdrive into round two. I love it. I love it. Oh, you're going oh. to round. Two. Oh, you're. I thought you were going to put it in the chaos bracket. Nope. Mm. Because there's oh, another boy. one that I need to see what happens to see whether or not it's going into chaos. Oh boy. And. We'll see what happens. All right. So. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. I need to. Uh, I need to document that so I know what is happening. All right. So green mile one. And then, yes, Nathan chaos maximum overdrive. Yes. Uh, I hope you wrote it exactly like that. Yes, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan chaos maximum overdrive. I'm not far from it. Look, uh, Maximum Overdrive is a movie built for chaos, so I'm, I'm, I love it. That film is the chaos. All right, I, I would be totally fine if Maximum Overdrive was the uh, shock treatment of this episode. <laughs> well, I don't have three of them, so it can't be. They, look, we'll see. <clears throat> we'll, we'll talk about things at the end. We'll, we'll talk about some stuff at the end. All right, up next, we have two movies. God, this is that we're going to be discussing based off of Stephen King's works uh-huh. that he wrote. Sure. With words. He, he put pen to paper. Or, yep. Well, he put pen to paper on one of these in particular. The others, I assume he used a typewriter or word processor. All right. So, Eric, seriously, put down your goddamn pen. I'm sorry. Fucking <laughs> <it>. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not even aware of the fact that I'm doing it. Uh, I am very much aware of the fact that you were doing it. Okay. The pin is the villain of this episode. In this pairing, we have Creep Show. Okay. Going down them railroad tracks against Stand By Me. God, this is going to be so hard. I'm just like... These are going to be so hard, guys. <laughs> All right. Oh, my Eric, God. You added in Creep Show. <clears throat> Give us the details sure did. on that. Letterbox ranking, I mean, average creep- score, etc. Yeah, Creep Show, uh, it is ranked number nine, even though it should be eight because fucking Timekeeper of Eternity <laughs> is in there. But uh, whatever. Creep Show, um, George A. Romero film, has a 3.6 rating on Letterboxd. Uh, I think it's one of the greatest horror anthologies of all time. It is pure Stephen King. It is the very first screenplay that he ever wrote. It's uh, one where he wrote all... I believe these are all original stories, right? Unless I'm... I don't think these were adapted from any of his works. No, yeah, they're all... They were all original. Um, I feel like when it comes to... When you tell the story of Stephen King, you can't... You can't uh, go through without talking about the influence that EC Comics had on him uh, as a child and how much that influenced his work growing up. And I think that like so many horror anthologies try to have this EC comics vibe where it's like really fun and it's trying to tell you, you know, it's trying to give you these uh, morality tales to some extent where people are being punished for uh, their wrongdoing. And um, yeah, in my mind, creep show is just, it's just the best of them. It actually, George A. Romero has such great style. Like I love the like red and blue lighting that he throws in there. He puts comic panels in there. Um, I think all five of the stories are awesome. Um, like, there's not a bad one. 
uh, in the whole thing. Uh, and they're also different from one another while like while feeling uh, you know very much uh, spiritually uh, related. Um, yeah, I love it. It also has a fantastic wraparound, an incredible cast. Tom Atkins is in this movie. Uh, yes. Leslie Nielsen, yeah, Stephen Tom fucking King. Is, Tom Atkins is like just the wraparound kind of throw in. You know you're in for something. Good. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's it's so good. Um, yeah, and as a guy, as a, as a someone who grew up being petrified of Tales from the Crypt, <laughs> um, the Crypt Keeper in particular, uh, Creep Show just really. And it's one that I, I watched as an adult too. Like I did it for one of our uh, like um, <clears throat> what do we call it? Our Blind Spot series because I hadn't seen it as a kid. Yeah. Uh, and this movie makes me feel like a kid. Yeah, and I also think that we we did Stephen King for Halloween. Uh, a lot of these movies don't really feel like Halloween movies because so many of them are not horror. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, Creepshow is the ultimate Stephen King Halloween movie. Okay. Jack O'Lantern is. And our second best film. Mm, I might say third, but it's it's up there. It's definitely up there. It's wonderful. Um and yet here yeah. it is going up against the film that shows Stephen King had a sense of side before going up against <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. I mean before Shawshank, before Green Mile, before people re- could realize that he realized he could write things other than horror. We got Stand by Me. Yeah, I mean it's just like it's the quintessential coming of age film, right? I mean yep. does anything beat it? It's just like it's well, Rob know. Reiner at the height of his powers. It's what? Well, go ahead, Nathan. I was just going to say, according to the Letterboxd, yeah, a, a number of films beat him. <laughs> well, it, in terms of uh, in terms of being a coming of age film, though. sure. Yeah. I stand by me. Letterbox ranked number four out of the sixty six. Oh, of course, a, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't think I mentioned that. Yeah, you it's got a average, four point one average rating. score. Four point one directed by Rob Reiner. Yeah, a breezy 89 minutes. I yeah. mean, uh, another remarkable cast of child actors. Mm-hmm. Um, just a movie that... This is one that I did watch as a kid all the time. Um, so there is a bit of nostalgia wrapped up in this, but it's also a movie that's kind of about nostalgia. Um, it's such a sensitively told film, and it's so... I don't think that anybody writes about kids better than Stephen King. Like he treats kids with so much respect, and so often I feel like people are kind of condescending when it comes to kid characters where they're dumb or whatever. And in all of Stephen King's work about children, they're usually smarter than all of the adults around them, or they at least have it together, or they just are so much more perceptive about what's going on around them. Um, and and yeah, Stand by Me. It's also one of my favorite just King stories. The body is just a, an incredible story. So. Um, Going into the yeah. series, I had not seen Stand By Me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to hear this. <laughs> for, for almost two months, every single time that I would give Dan and Eric the update of what movies I had seen and, you know, like uh, how many I had left, Eric kept saying, have you seen Stand By Me and Shawshank Redemption? And I kept saying, nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're yep. like, oh, going to go watch the fucking Mangler. I got to watch Tommy knockers. I mean, got to watch fucking all three 
sometimes they come back movies look tommy knockers was given some very serious troll 2 vibes with the uh, you know like things happening off in the woods and the green lettering and i've got a special place in my heart for tommy knockers so i kept giving Good eric shit about uh, stand by me and shawshank redemption for two months i finally watched stand by me and the first thing that i said was well shit <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, ex- that well. I expected it to be a very good movie i expected to love it i got to the end and i got very scared for anything in the punch out that was going up against it uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah i mean the stuff with river phoenix in this movie yeah and everything that he does with will wheaton where they're just i mean oh my god it's it's so heartbreaking and so beautiful and so sincere and i god damn sincerely i I adore (laughs) this movie it's so good sincerely yeah sincerely Sincerely. (laughs) almost as good as sandlot all right, so uh, are the two of you ready to vote? Because absolutely yeah, not. I'm not. All right, okay. I really have to think. Really have to think for a second. I'm I'm ready, but uh, I don't okay. want to be. Yeah. Okay. This is a Sophie's choice one. It it really is. I need to look at what all. Not as left, but so far. This is a tough one too because it's also like one of those like I want diversity, and now we're like knocking out. Movies that are again on the opposite ends of the spectrum here. All right, so so far, Gerald's Game and Green Mile have advanced. Maximum Overdrive <laughs> through Chaos has also advanced. I'm just looking at what else is in here to make a decision. Man. Uh, okay, I've made my decision. Um, I we can give some justifications after. We, uh, yeah, after we vote. Okay. okay, okay, I'm all set. All right, video rack attack. Okay. Uh, oh wow. Okay. Okay. So uh, the split vote. Stand by me has uh, stomped on Creep Show. Yep. And uh, Nathan, you voted for Creep Show. Yep. I'm a little surprised. Well, here's the thing. You knew that we were going to vote for Stand By Me. <laughs> I, well, if, if, uh, if Creep Show won, I had a very good sense that there was going to be a chaos card coming out to keep Stand By Me alive. Uh-huh. If Stand By Me won, I didn't expect Creep Show to get resurrected. Okay. Looking at the movies, first off, that have advanced Gerald's Game, Green Mile, Maximum Overdrive. Um, and looking at a lot of the movies that were picked, even though, even though all of King's movies have some level of, uh, horrific something happening on, happening on me and words are good tonight. Even though almost all of his movies do have (laughs) something horrific going on, there's something supernatural happening. There is some level of all of these movies are horror. Even stand by me. I would say it's horror adjacent at least. Um, this is a very drama heavy list. This is a very emotional horror list. With a few uh-huh. exceptions. Even Gerald's game, even though there are some, you know, truly horrific things that happen, it is a very emotional, dramatic story. Very much so, yeah. 
there's not much else that we have on this list uh, in, in the Skull of Decisions that is like horror, especially fun and horror. We've got some that are fun. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> there's, a there's a couple. I, I, there's, I didn't say there's none. There's just not as much. Again, this is more of a drama side. And so it's just like I, I wanted there to be some horrific and also really fun things going on. Um, it's not that well, I wanted well, to. You know, like, you know, you got a chaos card. You oh, can I'm not. Use, I'm right? not going to use it. I. Well, you, you got a chaos card. You can use. You uh, know? I'm not. Gonna use it. <laughs> as much. How about you, Dan? You got a chaos card. What are you thinking? I gotta save it. I gotta save mm, it. Might be a tough sell if it gets in there. Yep. As, <sighs> yeah. As much as I really, really wanted Creepshow to advance, and as much as I absolutely did not want to lose stand by me i i can't use a, a chaos card for it I, I i love creep show uh it's it's amazing sure you can you can you can use it <laughs> i can this is I'm not stephen king's to. most significant acting role in any film well eric so, you I mean, also have two chaos cards i know i'm i'm actually like and you added a creep show and i did add creep show there's not really much else like it uh in, i love in it i watched it was the last thing that i watched before uh we did this punch out the yeah there there's not much else that's that's like it are you going to be using the cast card i mean if we didn't have maximum overdrive already chaos to the next round i think i would well you can use also you can use a chaos card because when you have two remember one of them can send it to the next round right can send it straight to chaos it doesn't matter which order so you could send a creep show straight into the chaos bracket, which I'm so tempted to do. But I am going to. If you do, you guarantee that it has a shot to be in the final three. I'm. If it's in the chaos bracket, there's potential for it to be in the top three films. I'm going to hold off. All right. I'm going to hold off. I'm very disappointed in myself for holding off, but I need to do that. Just remember, you made this decision. <laughs> now live yeah, with it. I'm <laughs> not feeling good about it. Gotta say. Uh, live with your regrets, Eric. I'm trying to think of like what else I would... There's... You, you can keep deliberating until I read the next titles. I'm going to go ahead and bring them out, though. So Fuck you. it. I'm using a chaos card. I'm doing it. You know what? Yay. I'm doing it. Put it in the chaos bracket. Thank. The more I look over this list, I, I'm probably going to regret this, but that's a good one to go into the bracket. It I really think it's is. A, that in my mind is a good is a good chaos bracket pick. Because that's one I would not be disappointed if it showed up. All okay. Right. I feel good about this. All right. So, Eric. Yes. Chaos. Oh yes, I see. I love that we are only in like a few matchups. So like two <laughs> oh of the like God. how many we've done like four matchups so far. Yeah, we've pulled chaos on two of the three. <laughs> two of the three. Okay, yeah. So good God. This is, this <laughs> like, is going to be so hard. <laughs> even though I know that basically all of my picks had no chance in hell of advancing. I'm very, very oh fuck. Uh very genuine about all of the picks that I put into the skull because I is this a preamble to what no th this was a, the, uh, a response to we've already used two chaos cards it's like yeah I want all of these to win 
like there's a few that I'm like, no, these these have to win. But like, God, there are so many King movies. I'm like, oh, here is how I could justify this being one of the top three films. Here's how I could justify this one at least moving to the next round. So there there are some some great movies. I want all of them to win. I already know what's going to happen in this next round. It's going to be super quick. Um, so let's uh, let's <laughs> let's just get this over with. Uh, so okay. we are going to be jumping into our cherry red, uh, uh, whatever kind of car Christine is. We're going to be jumping into Christine. We're going to be jumping into <laughs> our. <laughs> they should have been. Yeah. They should have jumping into our cherry red Plymouth Fury as we drive up north to catch some dreams. Oh, <laughs> Christine's going up against Dreamcatcher. <laughs> oh man, you know I wish that Christine had gone up against Maximum Overdrive because that would have been an interesting thing that would have, I think maybe would have gone. Uh, a way that we wouldn't expect. Yep. All right. So th- this is going to be a quick round. Uh, Dreamcatcher. <laughs> it's got Morgan Freeman in it. 57 out of 66 with a rank of 2.4. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's way down there. It is. Uh, way Christine down is there. ranked. Yes. Sorry. Uh, Christine. 12. Way too It is low. ranked 12. So it's pretty high up there. Did mm. you say way too low? Yeah. Criminally low. It's got a 3.5. Mm, I agree. Um, I yeah, it's got three point five. So, uh, which is exactly what I rated it three point five. Oh, mm. you're wrong. Yeah, no, it's fine. Dreamcatcher, cool. kind of terrible. It's a little bit of a mess. I had so much fun with it. I had so much fun with so many of these movies for the first time. Watch uh, a bunch of them that I did not put in there that I tried to, like The Mangler or Riding the Bullet or Graveyard Shift. I had so much fun with so many of these movies. All of the the majority of the King movies that are quote unquote bad that I had fun with are like older movies. So they had that sort of like late 80s, early 90s kind of cheesy charm to them. But then Mm -hmm. you get to Dreamcatcher, which is early 2000s. It's from 2003 and it's got um, uh, Jason Lee and um, it is such a 2003 movie. Oh shit! Why am, why am I drawing a blank on uh, the dude? That you got you Thomas know? Jane, you got Damien Lewis, and you got uh, Timothy Oliphant. Yes, Oliphant. That's the one I was forgetting. So, so yeah, it is. It is a great cast. It is so much fun. It is goopy. It is unexpected. And of course, um, Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> of course, Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> it it is not a movie that I would necessarily argue is good. But I, again, I had so Until much fun with it. Until you put it into the list of the 19 best Stephen King yes. movies. I had so much fun with it. I, I feel like it tapped in to a ton of the Kingian tropes, you know, like with the, the kids going on their, you know, fantastical pseudo magical adventure, uh, finding a body, this one alive. Um, it, it, it's, it's just got a bunch of those King tropes that I feel like are done much better in other movies. But this is kind of like a best of playlist, you know, like like whenever you buy um, a, a CD or download a, a playlist on iTunes where it's like, all right, yeah, this, this is the best of. It doesn't have the same cohesion as buying an album that uh, that the band like very specifically put together the way that they did. But it's got a bunch of great songs. 
you know, it's, it's fun. It's fine. Maybe maybe some shit thrown in there too. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Something that they're like mad didn't didn't hit. And yeah, wanting to hit some but. some top forties that they don't love, but the audience does. Fine. So if they literally shit out, the <laughs> that's what I feel like with Dreamcatcher is it it was just so surprisingly fun in a way that I was more giddy than I expected to be. And I, I know it's going to lose. Like I've already put on the, uh, the, I've already put on the list that Christine won. Um, but it's just one of those movies of all of the terrible movies. I had to put Dreamcatcher in there because of how much fun I had with it. There's better movies, but it's, it's, I, I I'll it. give you this. Yeah. Dreamcatcher is a singular cinematic experience, yep. and I do appreciate that so much about it. It, it. There is no other movie in the world that is like Dreamcatcher. Not even close. Nothing is. Nothing resembles Dreamcatcher. I mean, Doctor Sleep does a uh, little bit. Well, I mean, it does have a memory warehouse. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's so much fun. I I enjoy it a lot too. Uh, but. Uh, it is not a great movie. So, <laughs> it's so fun. Christine is a great movie, though. Uh, Dan, you added Christine. Yeah. Give us your reasoning yeah. for why you put Christine in there. Uh, it's John Carpenter. It's got the best use of George Thurgood music's music ever. Um, <laughs> I mean, mm, you get a die-cast car of a burnt Plymouth Fury. Oh, yes. you have a burnt one. Oh, yeah, Dan is holding up a uh, burnt Plymouth Fury... Uh, like Hot Wheel looking thing. It's definitely yes. a Hot Wheels. Scorched and charred, uh, as it says That's on the back. Incredible. It'd be awesome if it was like actually on fire. You know? <laughs> yes, is that, that is one of the greatest movie images I've ever seen is when a on fire Christine is chasing Buddy Reperton down a highway on foot. That and is cinema. It's so beautiful, that scene. Beautiful soundtrack. Uh, Buddy Rapperton is right up there with the best cinema bullies I've ever seen. So, it, it for me, I think it's also one of the uh, one of those rare cases where the I genuinely think the movie's better than the book. I like the book <laughs> a lot, but I think that it makes some really smart choices in the adaptation by yep. making it more about how Arnie is just obsessed rather than <laughs> you know possessed. Yep. Yes. Um, I think that's a smart choice. Uh, it cuts out a lot of the fat from the novel, and uh, and it tightens the themes up in a much smarter way. Um, Agreed. And and uh, is it? It's David, not David Keith. Uh, what's the Keith guy's Gordon. name? Keith Gordon. David Keith is in Firestarter. Keith Gordon yes. is incredible. He's so good in this movie. Um, you really completely buy his like, uh, from nerd to like a social dark social outcast kind of guy. It's, it's very, very good. Um, Yep. Yeah. That's that's what I got. Ready to vote. I am ready. All right. Video rack attack. Oh, look, clean sweep for Christine. Nathan, you didn't even vote for Dreamcatcher. I'm shocked. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I already know that Christine's gonna gonna win, and I figured you were like, yeah, Dan and Eric, you got it locked in, but you're like, nope. Uh, and if and if only yeah. you had just not put Dreamcatcher in there, and you know, what if one of you had voted for Dreamcatcher just uh, you know, just just for a laugh? What if one of you had done that? And then I, I surely thought 
you were going to do it. No. I Again, I take this very seriously. Okay? It's nice to know you have some integrity. I have lots of integrity. I have all <laughs> the integrity. Uh, all right, fellas. Let's let's move on. We got to. Hmm. Yep. There's all a lot right. going on here. Next up, we have a movie starring a person directed by another person. I love your nondescript descriptions. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Good stalling. All right. It's time to discuss these movies because we got Dead Zone and Dolores Claiborne. Dead Zone is ranked number 11, should be number 10, on the list here. (laughs) You're going to do that with Uh, all of them, aren't you? Absolutely. Um, Oh, I mean, all the ones that are above seven. Um, And it's got a 3.5 rating on Letterboxd. And then the other movie, where Dolores Claiborne is ranked number eight, should be number seven. uh, And it has a rating of 3.6. So these are very close together on this list. Yes, they Um, are. Yeah. Hold on. Let me go back here. So uh, okay, yeah. So Eric, you picked Dolores Claiborne. Yep, Why? I did. Uh, it's amazing. I was totally bowled over by this movie. I think that it, it's one that I wasn't really. I, I don't know. Like it, it's another one of those kind of straight drama Stephen King movies. Um, it's got Kathy Bates pulling another kind of misery. I, honestly, I think that Dolores Claiborne is the movie that Kathy Bates probably should have won her Oscar for. I think she's even better in this movie than she is in I Misery. Would- I would 100% agree. Yeah. So, um, much, so much more nuanced in this. 100%. Yeah. Um, it's this wonderful kind of like generational trauma story. Um, it is, it, it does the thing that I think is so great about Stephen King, where he is dealing with characters who are so depressed and who have gone through so much horrible shit. You know, one of the tropes of Stephen King is, you know, women who have abusive husbands. I'd say Dolores Claiborne is probably the best of all of those. Um, I mean, outside of maybe The Shining, I guess. Um, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, it's it's um, Jesus Christ. I'm trying to I'm trying to get back to what I was thinking. Um, yeah, it's so uh, Dolores Claiborne is directed by Taylor Hackford, which is not a director that I'm really like all that familiar with. He's kind of just like a he does like he did like The Devil's Advocate and Ray and an Officer and a Gentleman. He's like a the perfect example of like a journeyman kind of filmmaker, but my God, this movie has so much like craft in it. Like all of the, the setting of it is so gorgeous. This house that they stay in is run down and so beautiful. The production design is amazing. Like it's just the thing where every single frame of this movie is absolutely gorgeous. Um, Particularly whenever they get to the scene during the eclipse where it has this almost like unreal quality to it where it looks very stage bound in a way that I just love the artifice of it and it's just absolutely gorgeous I don't know man so many great performances so many great like uh, dodgy main accents like the the <laughs> downy is it down east accent down east north yeah whatever yeah yeah uh, John C. Riley's giving a <laughs> giving a good one of there Christopher Plummer's in it David Strathairn his is wild Jennifer Jason Lee doesn't even try to do one even though she's the daughter of Kathy Bates and David Strathairn which is pretty funny um, I don't know, man. It's uh oh, what I was getting at before is it's one of those things where uh 
it's dealing in a lot of dark themes, but it is just so entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, you never feel like you feel the weight of what these characters are going through, but it doesn't like it's not the kind of thing where you want to turn it off because of how much, how oppressive it feels. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you, and you forget just how good it is. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like if I, you know, go back and watch this years later, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, Dolores Claiborne rules. Like, it rocks so hard. It's so great. And also the Danny Elfman score is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, probably one of his best scores. Um, <clears throat> just so evocative. But yeah, anyway. Yep. Nathan, you did the Dead Zone. I did. Tell us about it. Uh, rank number 11 out of 66. Uh, rating of 3.5. You know, it's, it's, it's a Cronenberg film without too much body horror uh, like we talked about on our episode the most horrific body horror part of it is something that happens off screen and uh and again we talked about this when we did our episode where i feel like uh, cronenberg does such an amazing job of using body horror to really pull out the the themes and the message that he's trying to convey so you know it's not just about like how gross can i make something there's always that very deep psychological human element to his stories and he just, you know, presents it in some of the most horrific images that, that you can imagine. And and so I really love in, in The Dead Zone that he keeps all of that same story element, but removes all of the body horror, removes all of the, you know, the, the, um, the more gross sides of it. And so it is very firmly focused on the drama. And, and I still feel like it works. I feel like it is still getting at what must this trauma be like, you know, it... Uh, we again we talked about this when we did our review with uh, with Anthony Cousins, where someone who is able to see what other people have experienced, someone who's able to to go through all of that, like they're not just like oh that must suck for the person who lived through this because they are actually experiencing it. So when Christopher Walken is back at the gazebo, he's like I, I was there, I didn't stop him, didn't stop him, you know she she died because of me. Even though he wasn't there, he's just experiencing that trauma secondhand, but it is still having an impact on him. And I don't know, there's just something about the Dead Zone that uh, that, that really stuck with me. Obviously, Christopher Walken's performance is amazing, um, mm. but but it's the way that Cronenberg is able to take those very dark elements of humanity and present them a lot more directly um, without having to, um, you know, w- without having to rely on shoving a VHS into your stomach or turning it to a fly or, you know, having it's sex direct, slugs. Though. It's yeah. <laughs> so I, I just adore this film. Um, of all of the ones that, that I've watched over the last couple of months, this was one of the ones that I was most excited about because of, because it's one of the ones that's just been on my list forever. And it's like, how could I mm. not have seen this one? And, and it did not disappoint. Um, and it is much better than the TV show, even though the TV show <laughs> does a few things, I think, well. And it's, um, I, yeah, I just, it, it's it's a solid Cronenberg movie. I love it. I adore it. Mm. And I it's a very, it's a great adaptation of one of my favorite Stephen King books. Mm-hmm. Oh. I really love it. This is actually. This is, this is a really hard one because I also loved Dolores Claiborne. It was so good. This, this oh. might be the first one where I'm not sure where this is going to go. <laughs> um, I am ready to, to go, though. I, 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 I was also very surprised by Dolores Claiborne because I knew nothing about it. There's some great cover art on a lot of movies, on a lot of King movies. 
Uh, the cover for Dolores Claiborne sucks. It's just Kathy Bates. Yeah, it's very yeah. Just, yes, yeah. she's just sunset or sort of over the house and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one where you don't really know what you're getting yourself into, and then. But I kind of like that about it. I, I I feel like I like it when I underestimate movies and they yeah, come was, out of nowhere and wallop me. It was a solid movie that was way better than I expected. So I'm yeah. very torn, but I have my vote locked in. All right, I'm ready. Locked. Video rack attack. Uh, so the dead zone has defeated Dolores Claiborne. She has been banished to the dead zone. <laughs> I am a little surprised. I kind of thought Dan might be on my side with that one. This this one was a very tough one for me. I, I love both these movies so much, but this this one it came down to which if I had if I was gonna pull one off the shelf to watch right now, which one would I watch? You know, it's funny. I did the same thought experiment in my head, and genuinely, I would watch Dolores Claiborne again. So here's two other Dolores, reasons. I love Dolores, but it's one I'm only going to watch every so often, whereas Dead Zone I could watch you know, a couple times a year and be okay with. Two other reasons why I'm glad that Dead Zone won that I didn't want to get too far into. Uh, just, you know, I, I felt like maybe they were pedantic or just not wanting to tip my hand too much. Um, <clears throat> we've got plenty we- of King movies that go back in time. Almost mm. all of these movies have flashbacks. Dead Zone is the only one that has a flash forward. And, <laughs> and also, we've already got Gerald's Game. So We've got we, Gerald's Game. That's kind of what I'm... Yeah, yeah. We've, we've already got... Gerald's uh, Game is covering Game very player. similar territory and literally... It's covering the exact has, same territory with the exact same plot and the woman in the red dress. It's same. Well, Dolores Claiborne is literally in Gerald's Game. Like she talks about Dolores Claiborne, she has a dream about her. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what I said. Oh right. yeah, right. Okay, okay, I see. You cut out. We only need one eclipse movie in this. That's fine. Yep. Oh, we should have done a uh, the Twilight Saga eclipse. Is that based on Stephen no. King? Oh, it's too bad. That would have been a bad choice. All right. Up next, we have another movie that we have discussed over the last couple of months okay. with a guest. Okay. And another movie that we have discussed over the last couple of months with a guest. Okay. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know we put Night Flyer in the skull. I was Weird. so tempted. Don't even joke about it. I know it. you I, were. I, I, I fucking know you were. That Night Flyer is not in there. Bastard. <clears throat> oh, God. All right. We are either going to prom or we're going to the Overlook. Carrie versus Dr. Sleep. Whoa. Uh, oh. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Um, who, who, <clears> put, <throat> uh, who put which one in? Uh, Dan, you put in Carrie. Let's talk about that one first. I, I oh, put, put in both of them. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie was on mine, though. Son of a I mean, bit. actually, they were both on mine, but Carrie was a little higher. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take Dr. Sleep that if you take Carrie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Dr. Sleep is, is in your wheelhouse a bit more. Yeah, yeah, Carrie, in my mind, is like if this list would be invalid without it. It is the one that started it all. It is brilliant. It is so, so unique. I feel like I don't think that any of the other movies on this list really resemble Carrie at all. Firestarter. Um, while also still carrying... I mean, I don't think Firestarter and Carrie are similar at all. Other than telekinesis. I, and I think... Okay, fine. Never mind. Like too, too big of a tangent. Get back to Carrie. Go. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's 
the first King book. It is a Brian De Palma film. It is so... It carries another one of those movies where like, I'm always like, ah, I mean, is it really one of the greatest horror movies ever? And then you watch it and it's like, yeah, it kind of is. You know, that prom sequence is one of the best things ever committed to film. The performance is just outstanding. I don't know. I mean, like we already did a whole episode about it, so I don't want to get too much into it. But um, I adore Carrie, and again, it had to be here. Yeah. And again, I, we did a whole episode on Dark Sleep, so I don't want to beat it too badly. But it it took an idea that should have never been even thought of. Yeah. The Shining did not need a sequel, both in book form and movie form. And it somehow perfectly married the differences between the original Shining and the original Shining film adaptation and made them work so that they became cohesive. So if you read the book and like the book, the sequel worked. If you've only seen the movie and went to watch this movie, it still worked. It's fucking masterful. What Flanagan did and he... You know, th- this movie somehow made both the original book and opinion because you see, for a for a, a movie that was all about a hotel that just stored nothing but generational trauma, you got to see what happened to those people who escaped it, and how you still necessarily can't escape it. And came as Hey, Dan, you, you cut out there on that last part. It gave us what? Rose the Hat. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got Rebecca Ferguson as Rose the Hat. This is a very compelling that, argument. I am forever grateful. Um, so, yeah, that's why I put Dr. Sleep on the list. So, I, possibly more than any other pairing so far, am so incredibly torn by this. And I don't really want to give my reasoning just yet as to why I'm so torn because I don't want to give any inclination as to which one I'm, I'm leaning towards. Um, so, so one, here's something that doesn't give anything away. One of the things that I'm really struggling with is uh, like Eric said, this is Carrie is, you know, like one of the greatest horror movies of all time of all the ones on this list, it's one of the ones that I've seen the most. So I've got the most, some of, uh, I have more history with Carrie than a lot of, a lot of other films on this list. Dr. Sleep was one that, um, I was very surprised at how much I loved it. And Mm. I really loved the shining and for this to be as good of a sequel and, and again, to build off of it in the way that it did, so I'm I'm dealing with some uh, some recency bias versus nostalgia bias, and mm. I'm really trying, really trying to debate which one is better. And it's tough. These are both like very ballsy movies. Like mm-hmm. they're both. It's kind of insane that the people who made these movies made the choices that they made. Yep. Right. With I, these movies, I have my decision. I do my reasoning. I I I give my reasoning after we reveal what our votes are. I'm not happy about this, but I've I've made my decision. Are we about to see a third chaos card? Dan, are you locked in? I'm locked in. All right, Eric, are you locked in? Yep, ready to go. All right, video rack attack. 
Okay. Oh. All right. So Dr. Oh. Sleep has put Carrie to sleep uh, because I'm the only person who voted for Carrie because I apparently am the only... I, I love Mike Flanagan to death, but I feel like I might be the only rational human being here right now. <laughs> okay. uh, here, here's what it came down to for me. It came down to the prom scene, which is beautiful and amazing and so striking. And yeah, the, the image of Carrie standing there when the, the lights go off and you know, like all the fire behind her, that is one of the most striking images in all of horror. It deserves to be on, you know, like every top 100 list of uh, terrifying scenes in, 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 in horror movies. It is yeah. amazing and I adore it and I love it. There's no arguing that. I was thinking about that scene versus the scene in Dr. Sleep where Danny is talking to uh, his dad as Lloyd the bartender. Uh-huh. That scene was so fucking emotional. And the one we reenacted. Yes, the one, where we, <laughs> the one that we dramatically reenacted. It's so good, and, and it went on for much longer than any other director would have let that scene go on. And if anyone else had been cutting that movie, they would have cut it too short. And so for, for Flanagan to give you the space to dwell in that scene, to let you not just know the emotions that are going on, but to feel them and be there with them. And it's just, it, it is one of the most emotional scenes um, from, from the last two and a half months mm-hmm. of watching King movies. And as much as I love Carrie and it's shorter, so it's much more rewatchable on that sense. That scene in Dr. Sleep was just that. That's what clinched it for me. I'm actually not that mad about it. I was uh, I was maybe being uh, uh, over dramatic when I said I'm the only rational person. I voted for Carrie, honestly, because I thought maybe Nathan would be in my corner. And then I knew that Dan would use a chaos card on Dr. Sleep. Or I figured you would use a chaos card. No, this, this was the one I was holding on to my chaos card. Okay. Eric, that's are you going to use a chaos card for Carrie? No. Okay. I'm not. I've got right. bigger fish to fry. I love Carrie, but uh <sighs> But yeah, no. That's wild. But uh, I am, But I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. It's okay. I am shocked. Uh all right. We have two more pairings to get through in round 1. And a whole lot of movies that have not yet come out of the skull. Uh yeah, including at least one Holy movie shit. that I still have not yet seen. Yeah. Holy shit! Okay. Including so far the number one and two movies. Oh my god! <laughs> that. Oh my god! I this love is, the uh... chaos of the chaos bracket because not the chaos bracket, but the uh, the thing that we do with the uh, the decisions. decisions. Yes, that's the name of the thing that I'm trying to talk about. That I... you name. <laughs> I love I love so much about it um, and this is going to be an interesting pairing I have a feeling I know what's going to happen but we'll see so we are either going back to the overlook with the shining mm-hmm. or we're going to castle rock to buy some needful things <sighs> Okay, the fact that Needful Things came out of the skull pisses me off <laughs> to my core right now. Yeah, because there, there's, there's four heavy hitters, three heavy hitters that are in danger of being left out. 
Four. Four heavy hitters. <laughs> uh, all right, are we ready to vote? We don't. We have to even fucking talk about this. Like, I'm. I'm just. Let's. Let's. All right, we're Dan, good. Ready. Dan, since attack. you are dressed as Jack Torrance, why don't you talk about The Shining? Uh it's. It is the fucking Stephen King horror film. When people think of Stephen. Probably at least before it, Chapter One came out, when people thought Stephen King horror film, automatically people went to The Shining, which is weird because it again we've talked about it. It is one of the least faithful adaptations of any of his adaptations, but it was just filled with such magnificent imagery that it it became a classic. It's it's an amazing film. Yeah. It is ranked number two on this list with an average score of 4.3. Going up against Needful Things, which I added. uh, (laughs) Ranked number 34, so it is another one in the bottom half of the list um, with an average score of 2.9. I I adore The Shining. It is great. It is amazing. I'm one of the people that is very much in, in the side of um kubrick makes great movies might be you know a terrible person who does terrible things to his actors but he makes a lot of great art and and so i adore the shining a lot of people think it's overrated but i love it so i'm i'm i do adore the shining needful things was um needful things was the answer to so many other king movies that i would say something like man i really wish that blah Needful Things gave me that. First off, it has Ed Harris and Max von Sydow, and Max von Sydow <laughs> is just so fucking good. Like, I want to go back in time, and and maybe this movie exists, uh, but I need a like buddy cop movie with uh, Christopher uh, uh, Christopher Lee and Max von Sydow. Like, I I just need the two of them, you know, going around doing old man awesome voice things. Um, I, I had so much fun with Needful Things. The The reason that I loved it so much is when I, we talked about this um, off podcast where I was complaining about Children of the Corn that I, I wish that it gave more of like that small town being corrupted by religion and then a stranger coming in and being able to see how easily everyone was swayed by what it was that, that he was trying to present to them. And Dan said, wait till you watch Needful Things. And I did, and I loved it. And when I was watching Salem's Lot, I was like, man, I love Salem's Lot. This is so good. One of the things that I wish that it had done... That should have been bit, here. One of the things that I wish that... Sal- yeah, maybe. That I wish that Salem Lot, Salem's Lot had uh, done a little bit better was give some of that small-town interaction. So, you know, uh, Salem's Lot is Dracula comes to New England. And it's great, and I love it. And, and I had a lot of fun with it. But it felt like Dracula comes to New England. It it felt for me like it was lacking some of the that small town interaction and seeing how these people were already, um, you know, like that basically living off of gossip and how they needed to um, not needed, but how, how there was already so much gossip affecting everything that they were doing. Seeing some of those interactions, getting to know the characters, and as much as I love Salem's Lot, I don't feel like I know as many of the characters as well. Needful Things, which is the much shorter. That was a, a brisk uh, 120 minutes. Okay, I say brisk. Still oh, so you short. didn't even watch the extended version. 
Uh, I don't know. I just put the time that was on uh, Letterboxd. I don't know which version I watched. Yeah, the other version's three hours. You would have known. Oh, yeah. yeah you, I probably didn't. Noticed. I have whatever's on the DVD that I have. Um, I don't know. I just I, I felt like I knew these characters so much better. And Max von Sydow as Leland Gaunt is just such a great protagonist. I, I feel like I'm not saying that uh, Needful Things is a better movie than Salem's Lot. I feel like a lot of the things that I wanted from Salem's Lot got delivered in Needful Things on a character level. That's all. I just I think it, I think it's a great movie that deserves to be higher than 34 out of 36. All right. Any other thoughts from either of you before we vote? Uh, no. The only thing I have to say is I would have been fine if neither one of these movies made out of the skull. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. Based on what is left, I would have been fine mm-hmm. if neither one of these movies made it out. All right. Yep. Yeah, ready. Dan, you ready? Ready. Video rack attack. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ, Nathan! You voted for needful things. Yes, what? I did. Did Did you not just listen to all the things that I was saying? Like, did you just completely? Block I've never out? seen needful things. I don't give a shit about what you have to say. <laughs> things. I'm literally the entire time you were talking. I was just staring at the movies that are left and like br- just brooding about it. So you were not listening to my impassioned plea for needful things at all. Well, I mean, I kind of did. You said something about like uh, buddy cop stuff with people, and I don't know. Um, no, sorry, I'm being very pissy. It's you okay. You are being very pissy. I'm still very shocked that you picked Needful Things oh. over The Shining, even though the Shining, but The Shining won, so it's fine. All right, I have a very important question. Are we doing our Korean cinema punch out next, or are we doing our winter theme punch out <laughs> next? Jesus Christ, Nathan. I, which answer will uh, have you save your chaos card? What else has already been chaos? Creep show. We're doing our Korean, our Korean cinema one next, I believe. Yeah, that's what I vote for. Which I, I assume means you're going to be using your card on needful things. No, no. It, I I want to. I really want to, but I know that neither of you would vote for needful things over creep show, and I don't know if I would either. Mm. <laughs> okay. Does she want to advance it to round two? No, I've already moved um, uh, maximum overdrive into round two. This That's... one would move it into the chaos bracket. <laughs> okay, listen, I just I need you to pull off the band aid for the next fucking round because yeah, this hurts. Th- it's going big. to suck so hard no matter what happens. Two, no matter what two happens. Big movies at least will not make this. I just need Watch everyone five. to know. Needful I swear things. to God, if Silver Bullet fucking creeps in. I s- fucking swear to God if Silver Bullet comes out. <laughs> I'm gonna, All right, oh that one's there. It's a good thing I held on to my cast card. I just need everyone to know Needful Things is a great, great Stephen King movie. That's All good right? to hear. I, I've, I'm, I'm actually, I really want to watch it. I just haven't. It, it was just it's, the one it's that very I didn't get to. It is, it is sure really very enjoyable. I'm against it is I really like the book and it is hard as shit to condense a book that big mm. into a three-hour film. Yeah. I almost got the audiobook for that one, but I went with Christine instead. All right. Because that's one of the books I haven't read yet. Are you all ready? Ready. No. 
We are down to our last pairing in the round of 16. And in this pairing, <sighs> we are going to be talking. I will laugh. <clears throat> the part does not come out, though. So is what? If Shawshank does not get drawn, I will laugh my ass off. Like, you might have to pause for 10 minutes. Oh. We got two Darabonts in the running here. Only one of them has come out so far. Yeah. All right. So, in this last pairing that we have, I'm going to squeak the shit out of this pin. In the round of 16, we're talking about both Darabont films as Shawshank and The Mist. Oh, I don't even know what to say, guys. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Eric, you seem upset. I'm, I mean, I was going to be upset no matter what happened. I'm glad Silver Bullet didn't come out. I'm yeah, Silver Bullet didn't, didn't come, come out. out, and Misery didn't come out. Yeah, your your picks got butchered, man. Jesus. <sighs> okay, well, all right. Um, it's the, the greatest movie of all time, right? Yeah, did you watch Shawshank, Nathan? Nope. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> That's why I was you... laugh my ass off if it didn't get cut pulled. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Did you really not watch it? <laughs> I hate everything that's happening. I hate this so much. This is so much worse than I expected. <laughs> and we're not even to the. It's fine. It's fine. All right. What are we saying? Okay. Uh, yeah. Shawshank. It's number one movie of all time. I guess. I don't know. It's got a four point five rating. It has like three hundred and thirty five thousand five star ratings on Letterbox. It's unbelievable. Uh, this movie fucking is incredible. I watched it and cried my eyes out today because it's one of those movies where you just. People are like, yeah, it's, you know, one of the greatest movies of all time. And you're like, yeah, sure, it's great, whatever. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, shit, this is one of the greatest movies of all time. Like, full stop. It's it's preposterously entertaining. And despite, like, how heavy the subject matter is, it is one of the most hopeful, beautiful, inspirational movies you could watch. Like, it's just you can't watch this movie without feeling every emotion. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the reason why people watch movies. It is... The ultimate populist entertainment. Uh, yeah, it's the Shawshank Redemption. Cool. It, did, did you give the uh, numbers of it's the top ranked in the king list with an average score? Yeah, number 5? one, four point five, okay. three hundred thirty-five thousand five star oh, yeah. reviews. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's like it's like one of the only movies where when you look at the uh, the spread of it, it's like five star is like higher than everything else by a huge margin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Going up against the mist, ranked number thirteen at an average score of three point four. Dan, AKA twelve. Why did you put the mist in there? I put the mist in there because it is probably the one <laughs> short story of his that scared me more than anything. Um, it's a phenomenal adaptation, and then he just went even one step further and put it in fucking black and white. That <laughs> just that sealed the deal for me. I love this fucking movie. It's so good. It's got yet more Tom Jane. Uh, Always a good thing. It's such. It's just such a wonderful movie. I, I don't really need to explain more than that. It's just really fucking effective. Uh, this the the trip to the drugstore is still one of the scariest things I've seen. 
Oh my god, it's unbelievable, right? Mm-hmm. Like whenever yeah. the fucking spider eggs are hatching, yeah. it is if for some if you like don't like creepy crawly shit, it is one of the most upsetting things ever put to screen. Mm-hmm. Uh just yeah. truly horrific. It is such a shame that Frank Darabont hasn't made a movie in a decade and a half or whatever. And it's got an ending that even Stephen King was like, fuck, I wish I'd written that ending instead. Yeah. yeah, I think this movie's a thousand times better than the short story. Yes, yeah. he, he he took a bold swing, changed the ending, and it's just devastating. Love it. And I've actually seen it. <laughs> <laughs> you all ready to vote? I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I w- the only other thing I want to say is The Mist is a movie that I did a real 180 on because the first time I watched it, I found it to be kind of preposterous and I was annoyed by the Miss Carmody character mm-hmm. because I was like, I was basically kind of like Lori Holden's character in this movie where she like believes in the goodness of people and doesn't really think that people will give into their baser uh, <laughs> instincts in, in a crisis. And then uh, watching this movie yeah. post 2016 election, I'm like, Oh no, I'm a fucking idiot. And this movie is completely right about everything. Yep. This <laughs> society would 100% break down in two days. Yeah, <laughs> and break down this quickly and this severely. Yep, uh, great yep. movie. I love it. I don't know what to do. Well, you need to decide because I have my vote locked in. I, I'm locked. Jesus, I I'm gonna go with the one that I think is going to lose. Really? Yep, that's what I'm voting for. I don't believe. All you right, for one second. you guys ready? Yep. yep. Video rack attack. Oh shit! Oh. What the fuck, <laughs> Nathan? Why did you vote for the Shawshank Redemption? Because I have Shawshank seen, Redemption. I have seen most of it. I just didn't have a chance to finish it. That is oh. stunning. Okay, uh, yeah. So Shawshank beat The Mist. I was not expecting that. Uh, <laughs> wow. And Dan does not have a chaos card. No, I do. No, he does. He oh wait, you do? It. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the only one who hasn't used mine. Yet. Oh, I thought you used. Oh no, Doctor Sleep one. I thought you used yeah. do, used on Doctor Sleep for some reason. Oh, Dan, shit. Okay. are you chaosing uh, the mist into the chaos bracket? <clears throat> As of right now, it'd be going up against um, Creep Show. Creep Show. Yep. And then either whatever uh, whatever Eric or I ends up chaosing in the next round, or whatever the last two are from the final four. Yeah, fuck it. Mist is getting chaosed. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Okay, Nathan, did you see the part with uh, the Brooks part of Shawshank? The what? Who? What? Uh, part, did, how far did you get into Shawshank? Uh, I don't know. I'm maybe about an hour in. So a little yeah. bit halfway. Man, man, what? You have untold riches awaiting you. Yeah, it's a great. Yes, movie. you do. I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm really loving it. I, I waited till the end. To, I, I wasn't planning on rewatching Shawshank, but it was one of those things where it's it's been so long since I'd seen it. I just I knew that I had to rewatch it to remind myself of how good it is. And of course, I was just you know blown away by it all over again. Yep. All right. It's, so uh, great. All right. Here is where on. things stand currently. Moving into round two, uh, the three movies that did not even make it out of the skull of decisions: Silver Jesus Bullet, or one out for Silver Bullet. Pour out a big old glass of bullet rye for that one. <sighs> I'm so sad. Uh, Misery and It Chapter 1. 
the yeah i want to i want you guys to know that it chapter one and misery were literally my my top two movies literally oh well okay i would say they're in the top three i i genuinely like it chapter or did i say it chapter two it chapter one is uh not like the best stephen king movie but i think it is such an incredible adaptation of that book and it does what it does so well um and it's maybe the scariest well i don't know if it's the scariest stephen king movie but like i i think you know pennywise is obviously the biggest cultural touch like cultural footprint outside of the shining yeah um and i grossing horror film of all time yeah it's the highest grossing horror film of all time Uh, i also love it chapter two even though it i don't isn't great i know you really don't it's weird to me that you don't that you like fucking Dreamcatcher and you're like it chapter two but <laughs> look whatever we, we can get we can get into some of the uh the, the movies from the bone pile in the graveyard still haven't decided what i'm actually calling it uh once we get to the end fine here whatever is weir- here's yeah. the layout of did you pick your pin back up yeah dude <laughs> misery didn't even make it out of the skull i'm gonna fucking twist this pin <laughs> give me a break <laughs> You don't understand. It's it's like nails on a chalkboard. Well, you deserve it. No, I don't. <laughs> it's that's what my heart. Okay. Is, that's what my heart. Listen, is feeling. there are some great movies Look, left over. I'm trying the, to be positive about the, this. The sound Let's, that you make with the pen is what my heart feels with needful things being knocked out and with silver bullet not even coming out of the skull. So, here's the layout. Moving into round two, Gerald's game, Green Mile, Stand by Me, Christine. The Dead Zone, Doctor Sleep, The Shining, Shawshank Redemption, and Maximum Overdrive. And let's point out that since you chaosed Maximum Overdrive into the second round, one of these movies is not even going to be drawn. That yep. is so very true. <laughs> For those of you at home, I literally just pulled out my inhaler. If you heard it on the mic, I don't know if you could, but I literally just had to use my inhaler. <laughs> so- it's fine. Everything's fine. Good movies left. So the, the top four movies did advance. <clears throat> Don't know how I feel about that. All right. Oh, I mean, they're great movies. That's fine. Sure, they're great movies, I, but also like... I, I mean, would have been fine if, if, if one trying, of the if we're trying prison to, drama movies didn't make it. Wait, maybe. here's the thing. If we are trying to arrive at like the Video Monsters <laughs> top three King movies... I feel like if it's just, well, these are the top three that everyone else is going with. I, I feel like that would just be a very boring result. Like, they're great movies. I, I love the top four. Oh, movies. I don't want them in the top. I don't want all of them in the top three. I, I Yeah, I, I love all four of those movies, but like, I don't. It would just be such a boring list if that's what it we It would have to be at. a weird matchup for all four of those to move forward for me. Yeah, like, I agree. I don't. Very know. weird matchups. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're starting out. <sighs> I'll say this. Now that it has been knocked out, it makes some of these decisions a little bit easier. Well, we're starting out with another weird matchup. As we have Gerald's game. First again. Going up against Maximum Overdrive. (laughs) Which means, Every time you say Max is over, which means you fu- oh, which means okay. which means that one got kicked out yep. every time. 
Okay. All right. Well, okay. This at least makes me a little happy. All right. I mean, so we've already gone through. Fun... <laughs> we've already gone through some of it. Um, <clears throat> who wants to say something, uh, or do you just want to vote and then we can give our reasonings? I'm. I'm good to vote. Would it be weird if I said I'm a little torn on this one? The man who just gave the tirade about the quality and well, Maximum Overdrive is the most king of all of these movies. We okay. Let let, let me. It is Maximum King. We have Gerald's Game and Green Mile, Stand by Me, Christine, Dead Zone, Doctor Sleep, The Shining, Shawshank Redemption. Again, very very drama heavy even christine and dead zone still pretty drama heavy very much so yeah none of these movies um i w- except for one maybe two of the of the other movies outside of maximum overdrive these are not fun movies they're great mm. i love all of the movies that advanced i'm sad for the ones that did not advance these are all great movies that are all heavy. They're all emotional. They're all very dramatic. Some of them have moments of fun, but Maximum Overdrive is just fun. Yeah, we've got Creep Show waiting for us in uh, the Chaos Bracket. Sure do. Mm-hmm. But we also have The Mist waiting for us in the Chaos Bracket, which again, moments of fun, but like Creep Show and Maximum Overdrive, the only one still potentially alive. That are just fun. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's that's the case that I'm making. It's a good both, pitch. Of, both of you already know where I'm voting, but are doing. It's just th- think about if you want diversity. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dan's face right <clears throat> now. Dan's just like mm, okay, yeah, interesting. Well, <laughs> I'm unswayed. All right, yeah. all right. Your opinion is noted. Okay, video rack attack. Uh, yeah, so Gerald's game has defeated Maximum Overdrive. Uh, did not see that coming, guys. That was well, shocking. Here's the, Dan here's, and I. Here's what you have just ensured. Uh-huh. It's fine. I, I knew something bad would be wrought from this. Two of the movies from the top four aren't going to make it because I'm using my second Chaos card to put Maximum Overdrive in the Chaos Bracket. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this, guys. I don't really know. I don't know. Okay, you know what? It's fine. Fucking shock treatment over again. <laughs> <laughs> the film that we can't get fucking rid of. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yep. It might lose. It's probably going to lose. But at least now, two of the movies from the top four have also lost. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Next up. Did Eric freeze? Is Eric gone? Did he leave? <laughs> did, did, did we lose? <laughs> <laughs> he just couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> That chaos literally broke him. <laughs> there he is. Hey, yes. Yeah, so play my computer. Uh, I think a comet passed overhead, and my computer like okay. just took on a mind of its own. 
but it's 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 gone now. We're out we're out of the comet's tail. So it, it, it's okay if you to admit you just need a moment to silently. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you turn it off. Long, hey, long out to silently Robert. weep for a while. You can be in misery, but you can't be in misery because misery is gone. <laughs> misery did not make didn't it. Make it. Misery did not return. Misery is not represented here. All right, so guys, um, here's the thing. Sometimes I love the skull of decisions and this terrible, terrible game that we've come up with. <coughs> Other times I get like so now? angry. Yes. Like now I get so angry <laughs> and, and regret so many decisions. Uh huh. Okay. Cause next we have Christine driving us to Shawshank prison. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, we've, uh, we've, we've got Christine going up against Shawshank Redemption. So what you're saying is we got to get busy living or get busy driving Dri- Plymouth, Plymouth yeah. Fury. I don't know. Get, get busy living or get busy driving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I just didn't just say driving. I'm yeah. just apparently like, yeah. <laughs> Dan and I are both so just like, yeah, this. driving. That's obviously driving. Yeah, it's right there. Uh, okay. <laughs> do, well, do, uh, do we need to debate, or are we voting and then? Uh, oh, I, I, I want to vote and then see the fallout. <laughs> yeah, because I, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm a little nervous about this one. <laughs> All right, um, I'm out of chaos cards. Eric, you are the only one with any chaos cards remaining. Sure. All right. Okay. Video rack attack. Oh, dear God. I cannot fucking believe you. Thank you. Thank you. Dan, you've just been promoted. Christine has just, just like fucking tunneled its way out of Shawshank prison, I guess. I don't know. Christine yeah. ran Andy kid. Dufresne down yeah, in Zawahan. is three minutes, three seconds before Christine drives through that. <laughs> Plows into him while he's holding his hands out into the, <laughs> in the rain. Okay, so <sighs> I'm feeling good now. I'm feel, I'm feeling I'm feeling relieved. I mean, here's the thing. I don't really want Shawshank to be at the top of this list. I genuinely think it kind of is the best movie, maybe, but like it's the I mean, we need other movies. Like it, it's it's had its place in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm fine. We also have another like, you know, very long prison drama from Frank Darabont. So, like it's fine. That might or might not make it out because of maximum overdrive. That's very yeah. true. Very true. <laughs> I don't understand why we do this. Like what? Like, especially with something that I'm this passionate about. Especially because we're actually saying this is better. Christine is officially Video Monsters official better than Shawshank Redemption. Sure. Why not? I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> Eric, have you given up? I have. So I think my thing with Christine, I'm just going to throw this out there while you're pulling shit out of the skull, Nathan. I think my thing with Christine is that, like, I don't think that Carpenter's heart is fully into the movie. Like, and maybe that's just me putting stuff on it because of things he said about it afterward. But in my mind, I feel like you can see it in the movie. In the movie. 
Um, it it doesn't feel like as hard as fully in the film for me. Um, but again, I it's very it very much could be my bag baggage that I bring to it, knowing that Carpenter was not happy and he kind of just did it because he was floundering after the thing. Um, but uh, anywho, that's just kind of how I feel about it. I think you're being a shitter. <laughs> uh, I think you're right, Dan. All right. So, next up. God, the word shitter is said so much in the book. Oh, my God. Anyway, right. go I, I, use that, I use that word in the elementary school playground so often after I watch this movie. <laughs> you shitters. Like, yeah, you bunch you of clearly shitters. Didn't, you clearly didn't uh, understand the message to me. <laughs> That's uh, okay. All right. All right, Nathan. Yeah, go on. Next up. Do your worst. <laughs> are we going back to the train tracks or are we going back to the overlook? Dr. Sleep versus Stand By Me. Fucker. Hmm. Okay. Uh, interesting. All right. Oh, um, this, I. This one's, this one's another tough one. I. <sighs> That interesting interesting okay uh, yeah I know what I'm going to do so I'm ready whenever you guys are I uh, don't I, I'm thinking about this as a representative <laughs> list of the different facets of Stephen King yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the different ways that things of his can be adapted uh-huh. Uh-huh. so yeah I think I'm good. I'm not. I'm having a harder time with this than I thought, guys. However, this one. Oh shit! I just accidentally entered. <laughs> However, this vote turns out will definitely influence how the next matchup turns out for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a huge part of it. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. And I wish it was the other way around. I wish we had the next round to vote on first before this one. But yep. That's the way the skull fucks with us, man. Uh, okay, yeah. You guys didn't see anything. <laughs> I did. Yep, totally didn't see what you just unsaid. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! Okay, here's the that, that doesn't that doesn't well, make anything doesn't easier for anybody. me because both of these were first time. I didn't even see it. So, okay, good. Both of these were first time watches for me. I'm I'm a little nervous though because I think the I think Nathan is going to be the deciding vote on this. I've not decided. That always make us nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm. Oh God! All right, all right. Okay, all right. I'll give. I'll give reasonings after. Yep. Okay. What happened? <laughs> right. Video rack Ready attack. When you go. V- video rack attack. All right. Go. Oh, oh, God damn, you guys. Okay. Eric, give the results. Dr. Sleep. You guys both voted for Dr. Sleep over Stand By Me, and I don't fucking know what to do with myself anymore. <laughs> well, I don't... You have a chaos card if you really want to. I mean, I, lo- like, I love Mike Flanagan. I, there is nobody who loves Mike Flanagan. I'm sounding like fucking Donald Trump right now. I... I <laughs> Like There's nobody who loves Mike Flanagan be, more than me. There might be two people who love Don, who like Mike Flanagan more than you based on your voting. <laughs> so, 
but I, I'm very happy with how our chaos bracket is shaping up. Here's 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 where the deciding factor came in for me. It's what we've been mentioning a few times with rewatchability. Stan- we already have. We already we don't have, have any coming of age movies in here. I mean, true. I guess you can have. It's very true, and we also already have a Flanagan in here. Christine's coming of age. Here's nah. here is where it came down to it for me. They were both first time watches. They're both amazing. I loved them both. And um, even though Doctor Sleep is very long, and so when it comes to rewatchability, it, it is very long. Thinking about rewatchability, thinking about you know if I, if I'm reaching for a movie, I know that I might get some shit for this. But honestly, if I have Stand By Me next to the Sandlot, I'm reaching for the Sandlot. That's that's absurd. Because I I have, I've seen it so many more times. I have more nostalgia tied to it. It's so much more fun. And and so for me, because I have more nostalgia with the Sandlot, and like if I just want like a fun movie, Stand by Me is great and it is amazing and I loved it. And like I said, when I got to the end of it, I said, "Well, shit," because I I was scared of whatever was going to go up against it. It's it's still heavy and it's still weighty and it is very much Which a Which is why it's of, good, my it's friend. It's great. It is a great And also movie. Dr. Sleep is heavy. What are you talking about? But what is the what is this fucking the sta- sandlot have to do with anything? Give, it's it's the rewatchability. <sighs> if stand by me, if stand by me and Sandlot are next to each other, I'm reaching for uh, for the Sandlot. I have to but Stand by me is a very rewatchable. I would stand is, by me is, is so much is, more rewatchable. It is incredibly <laughs> rewatchable. <laughs> I, but I have to want to watch Stand by Me, because it is a little bit darker, because it is heavier, because it's not as much fun. Again, it's still great. D- did you not hear all the praise that I've been heaping on it? It is a great movie. I loved it. Uh, it I feel like I'm just hearing the sound uh, of like paper being shredded in my ear. I feel like Bronson Pinchot and <laughs> the Hey, I almost put that one in the skull of decisions. Do you want oh to use God. your chaos card on Stand by Me? Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna use it. Fuck it. I mean, Stand Ooh. by Me is my horse now. Like, I'm moving it up. More, more like Stand by Me, as it were. Yeah, I Stand by Me. Sure. I yeah. Stand. Yeah. No, Stand by Me is is the one because I don't have it or Misery. Stand by Me. I'm cashing my chips in for. So uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and throw it out there. I don't care. All right. So it's going into round three. Which means something in the final four is getting Ooh. knocked out. Okay. The three movies left in here, Green Mile, The Shining, and The Dead Zone. Uh, I know which one I want. I know which one I want. Doesn't guarantee that it, that's even going to make it out of the screen. <clears throat> All right, so we have The Shining. Okay. Fuck, versus The Green Mile. Ooh, oh, no, you knocked out the dead zone. <laughs> How do you feel about that decision, Nathan? Well, I'm very upset by it. Um, I really, really wanted The Dead Zone to advance. I love this movie. 
I wanted Dead Zone to make it to Final Four. I don't know if I would have voted for it in the Final Four, depending on what else would have been there. So, mm. I it's not the worst thing that could have happened. Um, but you know what this also means? Either the yes. Shining or the Green Mile is getting knocked out. Yep. Yep. Which I'm not perturbed about at all. And well, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about. Like I know what I'm voting for. Mm. I don't know what you guys are going to do. Man, this is like a this is a pretty easy decision for me. Well, it's also a very again very drama heavy. Hmm. And I have to think about things. <laughs> so we still have Christine Gerald's game. Stand by me, Doctor and. Doctor Sleep going into into round four, the next round. Or sorry, into yeah. round three, the round of four. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. There's one movie here that I feel like is <coughs> a clear winner, a clear, clearly differentiates itself from the others. And and honestly, like you, you're talking about how these are dramas. There's there's a movie here that I think has a very particular tone that, despite like. I don't know. I, it has a particular tone that I don't think is represented in the other movies. Sure. I'm trying to say this without giving anything away, but I don't know if it's obvious what I'm voting for or not, honestly. But um, No, I, I know what you're voting for. I know what Dan is voting for. And I don't know which one I want to advance. At least I, I don't know. I have a very strong This is feeling. also a Stephen King list. Yep. that's um, That's the thing that I'm debating. <laughs> like what well, I know that probably to some people you're like, yeah, it's a Stephen King list. Like, what does it matter? And in my mind, it's like this is a Stephen King list. You yes. <laughs> that, you, got, you gotta I feel like those who know, they know, you know. That that is that is a thing. All right. I'm ready. Y'all ready? Ready, yes, sir. All right. Video rack attack. Oh, thank wow. God. A clean sweep for the Green Mile. I'm a little surprised. I'm I was, was kind of nervous. Ever so slightly. There but, was no way I was going to have both The Shining and Dr. Sleep be in. Yeah, okay, the, good, good. There was am, no... And even though there's a chance due to the Chaos card that Dr. Sleep might not make it, if that got knocked out because Stand By Me squeaked in, I, you know, that's, that's a hurt I can live with. Uh-huh. But... I did not want both The Shining and Doctor Sleep to be in the final. There was a part of me that was kind of like, <clears throat> I like the idea of maybe in the final they go up against each other, which would be really fun. Yeah, because uh, I a hundred percent would vote for Doctor Sleep. Yeah. So uh, uh, where my brain was, and it, and it didn't matter because we all voted for Green Mile, was this is a Stephen King bracket, <laughs> and uh, even though Kubrick's movie is amazing. It departs so much, and King <coughs> notoriously does not like uh, the, the, Kubrick's version of The Shining. From a more strategic standpoint, I almost voted for The Shining because then there's no way that all of us would have let uh, Doctor Sleep and The Shining be in the top three. Yeah. So either they would have gone up against each other, and then you know there's a clear way. fun, or 
they wouldn't have gone up against each other and one of them would have lost because we wouldn't have wanted it to be down mm. to Dr. Sleep and uh, The Shining. Yeah. Um, yeah, also, I just think that The Green Mile captures Stephen King's voice better than most Stephen King adaptations. Like, since it, like again, it, it captures all of those various tones so well in a way that, of course, like Kubrick's The Shining doesn't even attempt to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, See? All right. Uh, let's also, get, oh the God. only prison movie that we've got because uh, a few of got knocked out. It's also uh, the only real like period piece. Like, yeah, Stand by Me is kind of, but I feel like that one is more. I don't know, throwback rather than period piece. Doesn't happen. I mean, that's very much more of a nostalgia kind of thing where it's Stephen yeah. King writing about things that he experienced in his childhood because he was a child of the 50s and the yeah. Green Mile is set in like the 20s I believe yeah um, I don't know long so time ago alright so moving into round three the final four we have Gerald's Game Christine and Dr. Sleep the Green Mile and Stand By Me which was Chaos Gerald, by Eric are, are, are we doing the Chaos one first though no this, this is moving into the final four yeah, so, so we'll do chaos last. I think. Okay, that's usually how we do. It. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we figure um, out. Yes, Gerald's game is like the little engine that could. Like it's just like very nimbly made its way to the top four, and I feel like we're like I'm kind of sh- I keep I kept forgetting that it is like just easily advancing through all of these. I forgot. I kind of forgot that it was here, and I'm very excited about that. We have wow. two Mike Flanagan movies. Yes, we do up here. I'm not surprised I can't be mad about at that. all. We, and by two Mike Flanagan, like it's the two Mike Flanagan movies. These, yeah. these are that's it. These, these are the two he did. <coughs> Only one Daryl well, fascinating. In the final four, we have a coming of age movie going up against a coming of age movie. Oh shit! Stand by me versus Christine. Shit! I'm not happy about this me either but i'm ready to vote i'm so terrified guys <laughs> please y'all ready to vote for the love of god <laughs> do the right i'm ready danny locked in please uh i i, I don't want to say i have a i have a fun uh, thing i could say but i feel like it would be yeah yep. anyway i'll tell you after all right Video rack attack. Fuck. Oh, thank God, Dan. Dan has stood by <laughs> me and voted for Stand By Me. I'm so elated and so surprised that you voted for Stand By Me over Christine. I am so that angry. Was n- I did not expect that at all. I it's literally the one, the one film. Well, there are two films that it could have gone up against that Christine would have lost to. That was one of them. Oh my god! I'm so happy right now. I I am cannot so, tell you. I am so angry because <laughs> on, on my list, on my list of King movies, where I knew that the two of you were going to be picking a lot of the the you know better made movies, a lot of the more prestige movies, and I was there to throw in some of the fun trashy picks. We've oh, lost, we Eric again. lost Eric again. <laughs> <laughs> he hates my explanation so much that he decided to leave again. Yeah. I'm so angry because when I was putting together my king list, 
And I knew that the two of you were going to be taking care of a lot of the really good movies. Like I said, my list of 19 were the 19 movies that I didn't expect you all to pick. Uh, because I was, you know, throwing in, throwing in the fun trashy picks. The the one on the list that was like a legitimate, like, I, I need this one in the top three was Christine. I cannot explain how it was in the top four. This. I'm sorry. Dude, but all the ones that I wanted in the top. Be, because of our stupid fucking okay. chaos bracket, it's <laughs> out. Our chaos well, how bracket. How we turn on the chaos bracket? <laughs> I mean, if only there was something we could have done about this. Yeah, y'all could have voted for movies that I like that are fun. Oh, that's what I did. You like these movies, right? They're fun. Some of them. Stand by me is a fun movie. You keep acting like it's so. No, it's. It I is, mean, it's got like it heavy is, moments, but it is. It a lot is. Of fun. It is a great movie. Like Stand I, by me for me, very fun. I told you. When I got to the end, I said, well, shit, because of yep. my fear of what was going up, like anything that going up against it, I, I'm mad that Christine went up against stand by me. I was so hoping that it would be anything else. Like e- even if Christine hadn't come out of the, the skull of decisions, somehow that would have been easier for me rather than going up against a pairing that I knew it was going to lose. <sighs> yep. It's going to be so interesting if the two Mike Flanagan movies come up, go up against each other. Uh, anywho, so uh, yeah, I'm thrilled. Uh, Stand by Me is my number one. Like, uh, yeah, I ah, uh, like just straight up my number. Probably, my, I mean, I don't. I keep going back and forth on this a lot, but like, I genuinely think Stand by Me is probably my favorite Stephen King movie. Get rid of that uh, goddamn pin. Oh god, damn it! I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Oh my god! I love that. I love the running. I'm gonna bring this pen with me every time. Usually, I do all my stuff on the computer, and I decided to write things by hand today to keep track of it all very closely. Uh, so yeah. Anywho, I, mm, I'm very sorry, Nathan. It's it's fine. The chaos gives. The chaos taketh away. <laughs> you still got a chaos bracket in there where you know you could potentially, you know, Maximum Overdrive could easily defeat Creep Show and or you know nope. uh, the Mist. The mist. Nope. That, that could happen, right? Nope. Well, <sighs> then I guess maybe you shouldn't use your chaos card. <laughs> it's okay. Let's see how it goes, Nathan. It's almost one o'clock. I could be up early. Yeah. Well, I'm feeling a charge now. I feel. I feel some. Oh. I feel like all the heartbreak I've gone through <laughs> is a little. It doesn't hurt as much anymore. Yeah. Um. Dan, I need you to know this is all Eric's fault. Okay. The, oh, the Green Mile versus Gerald's game. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, you're not. And what, uh, what was I all, the, what was all this bullshit about? Oh, I don't want the top th- four movies to be the top three because that would just be a boring list. I, I don't. I don't want that to happen either. I don't want it to happen. I really don't. Yeah, I don't. No. Mm-hmm, I really, mm-hmm. yeah, no. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I would have much rather after sleep come as, out than Gerald's game. As stand by me. Actually, wins. you know, I'm not even. Gonna and say then that. the green mile true. comes out. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's gonna be really funny if 
I, I feel like this bracket is utterly lacking the video monsters flair to it. But fine, whatever. Whatever. I disagree. Fine. <clears throat> I think it will be unlocking <coughs> the video monsters flair, but when we get to the end of it. Uh, All right. I am ready. I'm locked. Wait, actually, I'm not ready. I didn't type anything in. Okay. Good to go? No. Actually, hmm, I'm kind of. Hmm. Be- because Stand yeah, by nope. Me Stand by Me is one of the top 3 films according to Video Monsters sort of. <coughs> it's funny how much we have switched places now. <laughs> you were so mad. I am. I am a little mad. I I would have much rather <clears throat> had I I would have had I would have liked to have had Dr. Sleep in here. <sighs> God. Cuz I like that. As an, un- it seems like a f- nice unconventional choice. But no, I'm I'm ready to vote though. Whenever you guys are. Yep, ready. Oh, <laughs> Nathan, you still still toiling away over there? I just I'm 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 not happy about about <coughs> this. It's not that I'm torn because I love both of them. It's just like seriously, these are the two that it's coming down to in our top four. One of these is going to be the top three. Seriously. Huh. Yep, that's that's how it goes. That's embrace the chaos, my friend. You were all excited about this chaos until now. <laughs> I was hoping that the top four picks would have died out a little bit earlier. Listen, you guys voted against Stand by Me. You brought this on yourselves. I'm sorry. Sorry, Stand by Me. Will have its revenge. <laughs> Stand Stand by Me did knock out Doctor Sleep. That's just that's very disappointing, but By, you know, that's uh, just that's how it goes. <laughs> because the chaos. Doctor Sleep knocked because out Stand By Me, the and then Stand By Me had knocked out Doctor Sleep. And the best thing about it too is we vote we all voted against the shining because we're like, oh, the Doctor Sleep's in there. <laughs> I would have voted against the shining anyway, though. It's okay. I, I just, actually really love the shining, but you know. All right, here here is my struggle. And I legit need uh, <coughs> both of you to try to convince me. Okay. I've only seen Gerald's game once. It's great. Uh huh. Is it seriously a top three? Versus the Green Mile. Been years since I've seen it. It's great. But do we seriously need numbers two and three <laughs> in the letterboxed ranking that everyone else is saying, oh, these are the greatest uh, King movies of all time? Or sorry, uh, three and four. It's, it, it then feels. I'll just say- do what very, very narrative film based on a very narrative adaptation. I mean, on a very narrative story versus a story that even King himself was unadaptable. That mm-hmm. got adapted. Fine. And I think that that's enough for me to decide. I do think that these movies are <clears throat> like all three of them, I think, are very different from what I like. I feel like we're getting, you know, like I, keep, I feel like you keep just kind of lumping them under drama, but like they're very they, different. They are all very different. They are all very great. Again, I've loved all of these movies of the 42 movies that I've seen over the last two months. There have only been a few that I thought were bad. And even within the ones that I thought were bad, only a couple that I'm just like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. really ever want to watch them again. But it's just like uh, tr- with with so many 
great King movies. Yes, these are mm. great. Just like, really, I, I'm just a little sad. I was, Look, even I, if- was, I was just hoping for there to be a little bit more of the video monsters, something wacky making it to the end. Oh, I think we're about to get that. <sighs> like, I genuinely think we're about to get that. There's, there, there, there are one of two outcomes that will make me happy in the chaos bracket. One of them would make me really happy. One of them would make me expectedly happy. All right, I've got okay. my vote locked in. Y'all ready? All right, I'm ready. Yep. Let's All do right. it. Video rack attack. Oh man. Okay, I'm a little surprised by this. All three of us voted for Gerald's game. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm not that surprised because we were trying to go for something unconventional. Um, <laughs> it's hard to argue that Gerald's game is a quote unquote better movie than The Green Mile. Right. I do think it is a better adaptation. I think it is a stronger adaptation in terms of like The Green Mile is a is a brilliant adaptation. Don't get me wrong, but like again, the work that Flanagan had to do to put Gerald's game together and make it function as a movie is outstanding and unbelievable. And it is one that like when I think of underrated King adaptations in my, like Gerald's game is is the epitome of that to me. I mean, yeah, the green mile wasn't out for Darabont. He didn't have to change much at all. It was Mm -hmm. there. What to keep, what to cut. And it was three hours long. So we didn't cut fucking much. Um, yeah. Yes, he got great performances, great actors, all that. He he made a brilliant fucking film. But no one. Gerald's game was one of the hardest for me to get through the first time I read it. Mm-hmm. So I was just, yeah, it just didn't really grasp my. You know, when I read it at nineteen, I wasn't all about you know the, the struggles of a middle aged woman. Uh huh. Like, it just that wasn't the book for me where I loved fucking Green Mile the first time I read it. Flanagan yeah. brought me back around on how brilliant that book was. Mm. And I, I think his adaptation's better than the book. Yeah. No, 100%. And, yeah. And we yeah. do need a Flanagan. I, I am happy that there is a yeah. Flanagan in the top three. So I would rather have Flanagan. <laughs> yeah, me too, but. You know, such is the chaos. That's the way the chaos goes. Yeah, it's the way. Also, the, the Moonlight crumbles. Man, truly one of the most terrifying creations in any King movie. Like, I, I know people don't like the ending of Gerald's Game, but I think that it's great because it makes everything that happens so much scarier to me. Yeah. Yep. Um, and again, film that is a pretty much a drama. It's got one of the most horrific scenes of any king film. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, that that the degloving scene yeah. is oh. it's I, it is I, I honestly don't even, forgot about that scene. Yeah, <laughs> you were so traumatized by it that yeah. you're just like I'm blocking <laughs> it out, out of your memory. All right. So, um again, again, all great. I've loved it. I was just hoping for some more fun up there. All right. So now between Stand By Me and Gerald's Game, we need to vote on which one is the best. So right now we're voting between number one and number two. Oh, okay. Gerald's Gerald's Game and Stand By Me made it to the end. Which one's better? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, we don't usually do this, but of no, course. No, no, no. I we guess do. we do technically do this yeah. in first and third. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, trying to figure out because you know we save the best for last, as it were, with yes. uh, w- when it comes to doing our regular popcorn shouts <laughs> and the movie that we're going to cover last in the month. But yeah, this time we're actually 
voting on which one is <sighs> better. Stand by okay. me or Gerald's game. <laughs> Man, why don't you say it with a bit more venom? <laughs> Not fucking Spit silver bullet versus Dreamcatcher. Oh god. <sighs> there, what there a pipe dream. We did not get that. that what a pipe dream, Nathan. You set yourself up for these disappointments, and I, I just feel so sorry for you. No, you don't. <laughs> no, not really. But <sighs> a little bit. I'm an empathetic guy. It's just one of these days. I hope that you learn how to have fun. But until then, I have um, so much fun. Let's lock in our votes. Ready to go. Stand I by take it me. seriously. Versus oh, yeah, I'm ready to go. game. <clears throat> Uh, God, I don't. Oh, I don't like what I'm doing. Video rack attack. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so stand by me one, which is unsurprising. But Nathan, you voted for Gerald's game. Yep. Please, please explain. Um, I I forgot about the degloving scene. Oh, you! <laughs> I love that as a reason. There. That degloving scene is <laughs> and when I thought indelible. about it and just how horrific it was, and it's how methodical yeah. it is too. Mm. Like putting mm. the the shard of glass in the side of the shelf, mm. and like try like knocking the water over and breaking it, putting the shard of glass in, cutting. Oh my god! Like it's just so. Well, you also so with Gerald's game, you do have it's not quite the coming of age, but you do get the flashback scene. So you get some of the, the childhood trauma that is present in so many King movies. You get the relational trauma. You get uh, very horrific elements. You get um, some some gore. You get the the supernatural quasi supernatural. So there's just some dark tower of, references. What, all things okay, what was the dark? What? At one point, Bruce Greenwood says all things serve the beam. I don't even remember That's what's from saying the that. Dark Tower. Um, yeah, he just kind of randomly tosses it off at one point. It's so uh, I, I feel like there was something else in that one that uh, that I was really impressed with. It's it's Flanagan. I mean, of all the directors, Flanagan seems like come come on. We needed a Flanagan at the top. Um, I I don't know. Yeah, we got a Rob Reiner and a Flanagan. We'll see if we get the other. Uh, the other big prolific maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get a dare point in there i don't know maybe so maybe we'll get a king in there even though even though stand by me i do feel like is at least more iconic and more traditional and the kind of movie that is like everyone needs to see stand by me gerald's game felt a little bit more of an underdog i didn't expect it to win yeah but there was just that little piece of like you know what let's see what happens all right I a thousand percent did not expect it to get to the very end. Me, uh, I'm fucking I'm thrilled. It's so, either. so cool. That's so cool. All right, let's let's do this. <sighs> <sighs> I'm so sorry, Nathan. No, you're not. All right, Dan. One, two, or three. 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 Okay. So let me get one and two there. All right. All right, Eric. One, two. Give me one, good sir. One. All right. So I'll move that one up there. And in the chaos bracket, we have uh, all three of us have chaos picks in the chaos bracket. Uh, Eric oh. put in Creep Show. Yeah. I put yep. in Maximum Overdrive. And Dan put in The Mist. And I don't know why I just said, oh, I knew that. Very cool. So. 
there's one thing that must happen during this. Okay. I have a feeling that I'm going to be sad. Okay. But. Whoops, wrong thing. Uh, I forgot to write the results from the last one. Um, all right. So, all three of us had our chaos picks in the chaos bracket. Sure did. And out of the chaos bracket, the two movies that the two of you just picked are The Mist and Maximum Overdrive. Overdrive. Okay, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm sad that Creepshow didn't didn't get picked, but I love this pairing because they're kind of the same movie. (laughs) We even (laughs) talked about that. (laughs) Like, they're kind of the same movie. When I was wa- I watched them back to back, and I, I and I watched The Mist first, and then I watched Maximum Overdrive, and I'm like, oh, this almost feels like Stephen King is parodying The Mist, <laughs> but doing it like in the past. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> um. All right. I'm I'm going I, wanna... I am going to make a case before we vote. How do I want to? And I hope this? That the two of you are not dismissive of this, as sometimes I know that you are. The Mist is great. The Mist is wonderful. I love it. I didn't watch it in black and white, but even color, it's great. I love it. It's amazing. <clears throat> there are some fun scenes. It's very relevant. All the things that make it a really great movie. Maximum Overdrive. <clears throat> if, if we are doing the top King <clears throat> movies, <clears throat> the movie directed by King, it is the most King of all of these movies. It is... I mean, here's the thing. Stephen King hates this movie. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Doesn't matter. It is Uh, the most king of all of these movies. It is. It is fun. It is zany. It. uh, It has some action. It has a really, really cheesy love story with Emilio Estevez uh, and and the love interest. It is. It is an utterly bizarre movie. And we currently have Stand By Me and Gerald's Game. We must have a video monsters. Not I don't know. We don't have a monster movie, though. We don't we, have a creature feature. We are taking these very seriously. We need a little bit of not taking ourselves so seriously. King, it, it is the most king of all king movies. <sighs> are hmm. you all ready to vote? I'm I'm ruminating on your uh, on your 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 argument. Your argument what? Your argument is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Give zero fucks. We'll take it under advisement. (laughs) Hmm. But again, the the mist is a monster flick. It is a throwback to the 1950s monster movies. So that's very video. And it is a very good movie, and I really enjoyed it. You got Toby Jones as an action star. Oh my god, it is amazing how, like, at the end of the movie, he's like fucking popping caps in. Well, I don't want to spoil it in case anybody hasn't seen it, but like, he is the one who's like doing the most, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. 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 That. Oh man. The. hmm. We. We also. Obi Wan Jane. Toby Jones is the action star. <laughs> Look, we had yeah, an opportunity to have another Tom Jane make it to the end, and y'all voted that one out real quick. 
Yeah. We had t- two other opportunities. We had 1922 and Dreamcatcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jane's been all over this list. All right. Are you ready to vote? Ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not sure. I, 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 um, we, 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 we have, okay. These are all very good movies. If creep, if creep show had been in here, creep show would have won, should have won. Like there's no question that creep show should be in the top three. Yeah. I really want a creep show. Me too. I don't think you would have been wrong. Yeah. If, if, if creep show would have come out, that's what my vote would have gone for regardless. But it didn't. So we have the mist versus maximum overdrive. Uh-huh. What is the mist's ranking on here? Higher than uh others. Um, sure. It's it's ranked thirteenth, thir- right? Just above Doctor Sleep. Gerald's the game was nineteenth. Uh maximum overdrive is forty five. Sorry, forty four. <laughs> <clears throat> um all right you know what i think i've are you all you all are waiting on me right, I, right now yes for for once you're not waiting on me okay i have chosen all right am, am i about to flip a fucking table all right video <laughs> racket <attack. laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh Nathan, I love you, my friend. I'm giving you this win. Maximum oh. overdrive. When, when you posted it, I thought, I thought we were done with the sentimentality in this draft. When you <laughs> when you posted it, the gif was taking a while to show up, and I was yeah, already I just like, like, I, you guys I, I had given up. Oh. I posted a gif of uh, the Green Goblin truck uh, plowing into the dude who like randomly stole a diamond ring off the ladies hand for no reason and then the truck sneaks up on him and because he doesn't hear a semi truck well it's it's a very sneaky truck look it's a shame there's no frank darabont on this list but like we all know frank darabont is the ultimate king maker Mm -hmm. i mean there's got to be some trash in here i'm i'm sad it's not creep show if it can't be creep show at least it's a movie stephen king fucking made himself because you know as he as he states in the trailer if you want to do something right, you have to do it yourself. <laughs> I almost sent the gif of him pointing at the screen and saying, I'm going to scare the hell out of you, which uh, <laughs> not how I would sell Maximum Overdrive. But yeah, man, Maximum oh. Overdrive really is a lot of fun. I kind of didn't expect it to make it to the end. I'm not mad about God. it, though. I Okay, that that undoes all of my anger about the chaos cards earlier. <laughs> I'm mostly just sad that Dan did not get Dr. Sleep in here. I'm, I'm, I'm sad that we didn't get Dr. Sleep instead of Gerald's game because then we all would have had a pick in the end. Yep. But I mean, Dan, you did say Stand By Me is a, you know, one yeah. of your. Yeah. I mean, if it, if you hadn't picked Gerald's game, Gerald's game would have been my number two pick. And mm-hmm. Green, I mean, Stand By Me would have been on my picks anyway. So, yeah. I oh, think. yeah. 100%. All right. So, obviously. This is a, oh, it's a huge side for top three. I, it's this, definitely covering some ground. <laughs> Again, I okay. wanted a variety. I do think we would have had a great variety with the mist. I, um, I, maximum overdrive <laughs> gives more variety because now at least we have 
coming of age, like just straight up drama. Yeah, and, and it is fun. I don't mean to sound I like also, I don't like it. It is a great movie. Yeah. I love it. And then we have a very tense, isolated, claustrophobic, um, again, drama with some deep elements of horror and an incredibly shocking uh, gore scene that still makes me squirm to think about. Yeah. And then we have fun King being crazy King. So... I feel like this is a very good, diverse representation. Yeah, that was ultimately the deciding factor, is I think that while The Mist is very different from the other two, um, Maximum Overdrive, like, we talked about this a lot throughout all, all these episodes, where when King does movies himself, when he's adapting his own work, or when he is, of course, directing, <laughs> uh, whenever he is writing a screenplay for a film, he always leans into more of the, like, broad horror comedy aspects of it um and i feel like we would be remiss if that was not represented in some way on this list yeah there, there are comedic um, elements in all of the other films you know like there's there's some certainly funny parts in the mist but like the, okay so what i've been talking about since the very beginning of this series that i said what makes the best king movies uh, Eric, like you said, just leaning full force into that broad comedy aspect. But you remember how I've been saying on most of these episodes, the best adaptations, like the ones that really get King, have character development, or at least, you know, <coughs> uh, uh, deeply fleshed out characters. You mm-hmm. have horror that either taps into the deep, dark psyche of humanity, or like it is, you know, a bit more gore ish, but the ones that really work are the ones tapping into those genuine fears and then you have fun. So those three elements that I've been saying this entire series we have with this final three. So I'm not upset about it at all. I also just want to clarify too, like I was, that was not a sympathy vote. Like I genuinely fucking love maximum overdrive. I don't feel like you would give me any fucking sympathy on this. (laughs) You would do it just out of spite. Not just a sympathy vote, I should say, but yeah. Um, I don't know if you deserved it, but uh, but you got it. Well, for what I pr- you fucking did to misery and it, but you know, it's okay. It's okay. I'm not mad about so, it. Oh, I have accepted it. I've come to terms with it. So we obviously don't have time to discuss all of the ones that did not make it. No. Um, you see, you guys, I'm on five percent battery now on my thing. Oh so no, probably, probably got about ten minutes left tops for me on my iPad. Okay, so um. So yeah, since we don't have time to discuss all of the ones, uh, there's two things that I want us to do uh, for as long as we have Dan. Um, and and then if we lose Dan, um, Eric and I will close things out um, very shortly after. Um, but there's two things that I want us to do. What would your top three have been? And that can either be from the entire list of 66 or just of the 19 that went into the skull. Which are the three that you want it to have made uh what what would you want the final three to have been based off the ones in the skull uh and then if there's any films on that list of 66 that you know you feel like just need a a bit of a shout out so let's start with uh uh, actual top three or you know hypothetical top threes so dan since you are running low on actual battery uh what would your top three have been uh, and is my it coming top, from is it coming from just these nineteen or is it the full list? Uh, it, it would be both, really, honestly. Um, 
My top three would be Stand By Me. <laughs> it's hard, I, isn't I, it? Yeah, it's a... Christine and then Doctor Sleep. I would not have That's been upset good. with that. Eric, what about you? What would your top three have been? I mean, I feel like my top three are just basic top three. Like I, I, I've been playing up the I have unconventional choices, but like I kind of just probably would go with Stand by Me, uh, Misery. I don't know. I don't want to do two Rob Reiner's. That I fucking love Misery. Like Misery, Misery was my number one before I started doing all these rewatches. Like number one with a bullet, and then doing all these rewatches, I'm like, it's still in the top three probably. But like, but Stand by Me really, it was nice to have that reminder because I hadn't seen it in so long. Um, I mean, fucking Shawshank is so good. I, I also, I'm probably, I would probably put it chapter one in there. Wow. Like again, I know I really I'm such a sucker for coming of age stuff. Clearly, um, I don't. Again, it, chapter one is the kind of thing where like there's some stuff about it that's messy. Like structurally, it's a weird movie. Um, <clears throat> but I think that cast is just so terrific. I think that uh, Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise is just otherworldly. Uh, I think it's so scary. I think it is powerful and impactful and has incredible production design. I don't know. I just, there's something about that movie that I just, I just adore. Um, if I'm honestly ranking like the best Stephen King movies, it's obviously it's not better than Shawshank or any of those other things, but, um, but it is one that I really connect with a lot. Um, I don't know. I don't even know how to answer this. Yeah. I don't know. Stand by me in misery. That's what I'll go with. I'll throw two Rob Reiners in there. Why not? For me, like like just my gut, not taking time to like really look at this and really look at, oh, would, would this one really have won? Would this have gone? If it was just a, man, I would have just been fucking ecstatic if these three had made it to the end. Like my, my initial gut reaction is Christine, um, Maximum Overdrive, and Needful Things. Man, you really like Evil. I don't. I'm just I, not. I'm surprised that Evil Things was so high for you. It. You really need to watch the three-hour version, and I want to know what your opinion is after that. Does it? Does it ruin it? I don't. I don't think so. No. I just. So. So yeah. I, I, again, I'm not going to get too far into <laughs> into it because I just want to know time. if you'd love it like even more. Oh. You know. <laughs> it's it, it, the the reason I loved it so much is again it filled in a lot of gaps that I feel like so many other adaptations miss of giving you not just a feeling of the town and not just like focusing on a couple of characters. Like I felt like I had a very strong sense of who these characters were and what the town was like. And I just, it it felt like it was giving so much more of that rounded. Yes, this is King in his let's spend 800 pages giving you all of these backstories and, you know, spend two mm-hmm. chapters just talking about uh, the, the rivalry rivalry between these two characters. Obviously it doesn't go into that much depth, but I felt like it was giving enough that I felt like it was just, I, I felt like it did a really good job of the character. Side <laughs> of the um, I also would have been happy with uh, Christine, Dr. Sleep and, 
Um, and and maximum overdrive. I'm so happy maximum mm. overdrive made it to the end. So yeah, that's happy. pretty exciting. Yeah. <coughs> um, all right, Dan. Any movies uh, that we have not talked about that you feel like you know at, at least need a shout out that maybe um, are undervalued? I would have loved to have seen one of the ones that the two that didn't make it on that were on my list were Cujo and The Dark Half. The Dark, uh, yeah, I wanted to mention I, the Dark I Half too. I absolutely love The Dark Half, but it's, it's, I think it's perfectly placed in the middle of the the King film canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I think Cujo gets overlooked an awful lot just because it came out around the same time as The Dead Zone and Firestarter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Firestarter did not make my top nineteen, which surprised me. Um, not the remake. Uh, <laughs> that remake is fucking terrible. The, the, the remake has a special place in hell for oh, me. God. Um, <laughs> uh, I love the thing that you're almost out of battery, so yeah, that we the, don't spend time talking about how terrible that remake is. Yeah, no, but the, the dark, the dark half. I, I, it's just again, it's another, it's uh, you know, a hidden Romero film. Yeah, it's one of those ones that people forget Romero made. Uh, another and another appearance of. Uh, uh, Chief Alan Pangborn, even though it's played by Michael Rooker in this one. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a great, great story. It was, it was the very first book of his I bought with my own money the day, like the week it came out. Hmm. So I, that one always has a cool spot for me. But And the movie just, again, yeah, it just did a really good job adapting a film that I thought was going to be pretty tough to adapt. Yeah. I feel like if you're the person, if you're the kind of person who watched uh, Malignant and loved Malignant, like, yeah, give the dark half a shot because it's kind of in yes. that weird, like batshit crazy. We're gonna do some really bizarre, bonkers shit in this movie, and then of course it has yeah. some thematic. Uh, oh yeah, so that gives it, too much away. The opening scene when they're like in the back of his head, and you're just like, oh, oh my god, fuck. that is when that moment happens in the movie. I was like, oh shit, I'm in for yeah. a treat with this one. Like, I yeah. wasn't really that excited about watching it. I was just kind of like, oh, it's Romero, so maybe it'll be good. And when that moment happens, it's like, oh, this is gonna be great. Yeah, so, the first time I read the book, I didn't know that shit was possible. Like, I, uh-huh. I, I, this was how I learned you could absorb a twin. Yeah. in the fucking dark half. <laughs> so I, I love dark half. I would have been so happy if it had made it on here. I, I have one issue with it, which is part of why when I was debating <laughs> dark half was one of the ones that's like, I don't want to earn. I, I, I loved it. I had so much fun with it. I didn't like the beginning and the ending in the sense mm-hmm. that I don't like that. There's two different explanations. I think that either of those work. I think that, the uh, explanation giving, given at the very beginning would have worked. I think the explanation at the end would have worked. But having both of them, I felt like it actually cheapened it. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I, I, I wish that it had just been one or the other. But that is a very just like, man, type of complaint. The rest of it is like, oh, yeah, so much fun with it. I just feel like it would have been stronger had one of those issues been dropped. Uh, and Cujo was just fucking great. I, I, was, I was having a real hard time. <laughs> Deciding between Cujo, Pet Cemetery, and one of the other ones that I ended up going with. I can't remember which it was. Our list here, bonkers. Yeah, Pet Cemetery is great. Uh, Eric, what about you? Any movies that uh, that either didn't make the list or just any that you want to uh, to highlight with uh, with some love? Yeah, no. The the only other ones I had on my list were Cujo, Dark Half, Pet Cemetery, and then The Running Man. 
the Running Man is just fun as hell, and it's one of the only. I guess it's like basically the only science fiction King movie outside of maybe the Tommyknockers, I guess, or Dreamcatcher. <laughs> To a certain extent, but it's like a dystopian sci-fi thing, which is very much a Bachman kind of thing. Like, uh, it would be so great if they ever did the Long Walk. But um, <laughs> of course, The Running Man is very different from the uh, no. Is it a novella or I guess just a novel? Um, but it's kind of short. Anyway, it's very different, but it's just so much fun. And Richard Dawson is like one of the great '80s villains. Uh, it's amazing how he plays on his, you know, beloved. Uh, game show host persona in that movie to like such gleefully chilling effect. Yep. Uh, and also, I just have so much love for Arnold Schwarzenegger action movies in general. And you got like it's such a fun concept for. I love blood sport kind of movies and all that. Uh, so much fun. Uh, and of course, yeah, Pet Cemetery. The Zelda stuff is some of the scariest shit in any of these King movies. I'm talking about the original, not the uh, not the remake. <coughs> Although I did. I do kind of like the remake. The remake's like fine. The remake. Yeah. It has issues, bold choice. Salem's Lot is probably the best miniseries thing. I think it is so... T- it is like one of the scariest PG things ever made. The vampire stuff is incredible. Um, the acting is surprisingly good. It, it's surprisingly not dated mm. for something made in the 70s, I feel. I mean, there's some stuff, of course, that's dated, like just the style and everything. But uh, the Marston House in particular, that production design is l- wonderful. Uh, it's a very good adaptation of that book, um, and of course, it chapter two is just so bonkers and insane. And I did not. You, we don't it. get enough. We do not get enough like big budget, epic, R rated horror films. Like it's just a thing that we don't get at all, really. Um, and it's so it was so novel to see something like that on the big screen for it, me, it, it, especially you know, something that's so weird like it is so weird it makes some of the craziest choices um i love that for it you know what else is a big budget action hollywood r-rated horror movie that dreamcatcher choices dreamcatcher dreamcatcher yeah uh it chapter two is far better i disagree uh i i had more fun with dreamcatcher than it chapter two so uh the two things that i want to uh <laughs> highlight the the letterboxd rankings i so disagree with maybe not necessarily like the top half but the bottom half there are some movies in here that it's just like all right how is desperation ranked higher than dreamcatcher odd people really hate dreamcatcher here's the i don't actually really uh i'm not that upset about that like i'm not surprised that people hate dreamcatcher well, here's not okay, at all. Here's here's something else to think about. <clears throat> How is the Langoliers higher than Dreamcatcher? No fucking idea there. Okay, people really like. I was looking at some. I was doing some kind of search for the Langoliers. Oh, I was looking it up on YouTube because it's like the only place I could find to watch it. Um, and the people who were commenting on it on YouTube like were really were really loving it. They were like, "Oh, this scared me so much as a kid," which I guess is probably why. Sure. But like. People in the YouTube comments on the Langoliers were really digging it. Uh, pretty wild to me. That's, that's that shit is unwatchable. It's I don't think that it's unwatchable, but that's only with my theory that it is intentionally a soap opera satire. Um, all right, so yep. I, I think that the two of you will enjoy this. This was my list of nineteen films that not not in order. So these are not my number one down to 19 it's just these were the 19 that i had on my list of yeah they, they, they should be in there 
Um, and also, um, some of them are from the top four. So I'll just leave those out. So 16, because um, I have Shawshank and Stand By Me and The Shining. So the 16 movies that I picked that were not the top four, Dreamcatcher, Maximum Overdrive, Silver Bullet, Riding the Bullet, Needful Things, Sometimes They Come Back, Christine, Misery, Thinner, Cat's Eye, Cujo, Night Flyer, Pet Cemetery, The Dead Zone, The Mangler, Dr. Sleep. That does not surprise me. But I, I am surprised riding the bullet made it that high for you. Again, I knew you'd like that film, but... Again, that's not I a I can't ranking. believe you didn't have, like, Creep Show and, like... Again, not a ranking, and I knew I Creep Show would be picked by one of you. Yeah. Even, I almost didn't even pick Dr. Creep Show Sleep. because I thought you might pick it, Nathan. Yeah. I was going back and forth between Creep Show and Cat's Eye, and Cat's Eye was the anthology that I put on my list of potentials because I thought it would be less likely picked. So yeah, the, the ones that I had on I my you. list were not, these are my 16 favorite King movies. It's yeah, These yeah, are yeah. the 16 movies that I don't expect the two of you to pick, that I feel like need some love because some of them, not that bad. Riding the bullet, yeah. I, I loved it. It had a lot of issues, but there was something about it that by the time that I finally got into it, it's like, oh, this is just like very cozy in its creepiness. And yeah. I just, yeah, it was it, it was a lot of fun. Um, all right. And I would have totally backed you up on putting Cat's Eye in. I, I love Cat's Eye. I really like Cat's Eye a lot. Uh, um, Quinter's Think and the Ledge are like God. two of the best little stories of his. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Quitter's Inc. is I really so like anxiety the, producing. The, the one that ends it, too, actually. Ugh. The actual Cat's Eye segment. The yeah. cat's so much fun. What a great idea. Like, we're going to do an anthology and just have it be, like, the the thread that ties them all together oh. is just a cat randomly showing up and, like, hanging out. It's so, <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. A cat that gets chased by Cujo, almost hit by Christine. <laughs> that has a bumper sticker that's like, I am Christine, I am Eve, yeah. or whatever the fuck just, just in case you didn't get the reference. God, that's so yeah, funny. It, it's it also funny, too, that Cujo's in there, and it's from the, it's Louis T who directed Cujo. Yeah. It's referencing his own words. Cat's so. Eye is a better Dark Tower movie than Dark Tower. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so Most the of these are. The ones on my list were not the best. A lot of very middling movies. A lot of movies that you know a lot of people know certainly wouldn't be the best. But yeah. Um, all right. This has already turned into a very long episode. So as much as I want to keep talking about all the King movies, yeah, we, we got to bring this to an end, guys. Our, our Stephen <clears throat> King series is over. But Stephen King will live on in my heart. I, as always and i will continue to read his books i'm i'm really sad and like i don't i don't know what to do now the great thing about stephen king is that like it feels like you're just never going to reach the end of it like yeah, i mean and i'm a little bit of a late bloomer but yeah i mean he's he's put out a ton of books over the past decade that and we lost oh no him dan again. died <laughs> well, well dan's computer died, died. Uh, well that's too bad yeah he was in the middle of speaking um no uh stephen king i love him i feel like you know he never quite leaves my my uh 
rotation of things. Like I feel like I'm, I basically, basically every other book I read is a Stephen King book in general because there is something that's so cozy about him. Um, I'm not going to say that I'm sad about moving on beyond Stephen King because I generally don't like to get stuck in a certain thing for too long. I'm I am ready to start watching, and I've been putting off so much other stuff. Yeah. Right, yeah, I've been watching, and not that, not that I've had, I mean, I've had a blast going through all these, because they're all so much, I mean, so many of these are just so good, um, but well, and, and I am Even the ready. bad ones aren't terrible. Not sure. great, yeah. but not terrible. Uh, so I, over the last two months, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, two, three, 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 four, Oh, I would like to, while you're counting that, I'm going to say, Dan just messaged me, so we'll throw this in there. He said, and there it went. Um, He said, what he was going to say was that Stephen King has a ton of books written in the past 10 years that haven't been adapted yet, so we've got those to look forward to, plus who knows how many remakes cause a will, uh, which is just a perfect... Wait to end that. Uh, Nathan, I'm sure you you totally agree. Uh, the perfect uh, desperation reference. Um, yes. So so of the 42... Do they say movies, cause a will and desperation? I think so. Oh, it's Pretty from sure the Dark Tower. But oh, I guess okay. desperation probably has. That's funny. So of, of the 42, there are only... I want, I want to look at how many... I, I don't look at how many are bad, because there's a number of them are, that are bad. But of, of those 42... And several bad ones. There's only um, I'm I'm trying to see how many of them I just would not want to ever watch again. Um, there's a few that I could do without watching, like Apt Pupil. I'd I'd be fine to never watch it again. Gee, I can't imagine why. As a number of reasons. Um. There are only two movies on here that I'm just like I just I don't I don't even want to watch them again. Um, and that was the Firestarter remake and Dolan's Cadillac. Those are the only two, and I've watched some bad movies over the last few months uh-huh. that I was just like, uh, Dolan's mm-hmm. Cadillac because it has absolutely none of the tension and anxiety of the short story. It's just like, it's, it's whatever they added so much into it that it completely loses the plot. Uh, and then the Firestarter remake because it's terrible. Um, but even, even movies like Langoliers and trucks, and sometimes they come back for more, even those I, I would watch again. Uh, mm. it, it would be a while because it's not great. Um, and, and I, <laughs> That's crazy. <clears throat> I there, watched 25 Stephen King movies and there were only four that I'm like, I'm good. I don't, I don't need to watch those again. Well, and, and again, or just that I just, I just straight up didn't like them. Yeah. There's again, a few of them that I'd be fine to not watch them again. One of them you absolutely love. Um, so we'll not get into that right now. <laughs> we'll save that for off air. Oh, which one is it? Is it Gerald um, but <laughs> no, that that made it to our top three. Our num- no, that is the number two video monsters king movie. Oh, is it, it chapter two? The so this this is the thing that's yeah, so great that. about King and King stories and why I think that I love them so much. Even though they are very repetitive, 
there's a lot of themes that when you uh, binge as many of them back to back to back as I have, it's not just like, oh, yeah, here's like a nice comforting theme that I'm used to in King Stories. It's just like, oh, yes, of course this is there. Of course this element's going to be there. But even though they are very repetitive, I, I don't feel like I watched the same movie twice. All of them felt yeah, very absolutely. different in tone, even when they felt incredibly similar in tone. Like they, they all felt like they were serving a different purpose. Um, some of them obviously were adapted much, much better than others. Um, yeah, even the bad ones. There's still some fun stuff in there. And, and yeah, I'm I'm legit sad that it's over. No more for sure. No more discoveries like watching um um uh, uh graveyard shift and just having fun with the terrible accents and giant monsters. <laughs> graveyard shift is such a creepy short story too. That's one of my like when I think of like genuinely scary short stories that King wrote. Uh, that's one that's high up on the list for me. Uh, I haven't seen the movie though. It almost made it into my list. I don't think that I actually put that one on here. Now, I wanted to, yeah. but all right, uh, we've been talking well, about this far too long. I want to keep talking about King, but I need sleep. Always. It is so late at night. Yeah, I got to wake up early tomorrow too. My kids have to go to like a five k thing for some yeah. reason. I don't know why yeah, we, we decided to do this. We are working the graveyard shift to get this episode done. We so, truly are. Um, uh, let's go ahead and close things out, Eric. Yep. Where do you want people to follow you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Chimerican, T H E C H I M E R I C A N. I'm on Letterboxd at Eric J A Y and on Instagram at Chimerican Reviews. I got that backwards. <laughs> and Dan is on HBO to Front Row on Twitter and HBO to Front Row.com is his blog. Indeed, it where is. He writes great things. And uh, I'm, I'm so tired that I didn't even have like a crappy way to. Uh, introduce you to say your socials. Oh no, it's fun. I'm like it just like hit me all of a sudden when I look down. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> about to just pass out. It's it's like when you've cut yourself but you don't realize it. Like oh I'm fine. You look down, yep. you see the blood, and you're like oh it hurts so bad. The adrenaline <laughs> rush of this episode is over, and so it's like I am totally awake. I'm good. Oh, it's one thirty in the morning. Fuck, I'm tired. Uh, you can follow me slash the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd at Video Monster Pod. You can also follow me personally on Letterboxd at The Gargoyle. That's G-A-R-G-Y-L-E um, because it's a gargoyle wearing an Argyle sweater. My personal Letterboxd is where I log everything that I've been watching. The Video Monsters Letterboxd is where I will eventually have all of our episodes cataloged, um, uh, linking those in the reviews to the movies, but uh, I'm a bit behind because, you know, kids and moving and podcasting. But I'll eventually get caught up on that. And Eric, what should people do if they liked this episode? Um, they should uh, go see a psychologist. Um, <laughs> maybe talk to someone about. No, they should uh, rate, review, and subscribe uh, to Video Monsters wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, spread the love. Share out things. Interact with us on social media. Uh, join us in Discord. Do all that fun stuff. All the links to it are in the episode notes um yeah and thank you all so much for listening yeah and sticking with us into the wee hours i'm sure it's not late for you but you know it's the wee hours for us and sticking with us through this fucking insane roller coaster ride of an episode (sighs) not quite as much drama as i expected honestly i expected that i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) the the moments that were dramatic were very dramatic 
not quite as much throughout the entire episode uh, as I thought there might have been. Uh, but yes, very tense. I, I am very, very happy with our final list. I'm a little sad. Some of the other things didn't make it, but stand by me at Gerald's Game and Maximum Overdrive. I I feel like that's a good Video Monsters top three for Stephen King. Um, 100%. I am happy. Uh, be sure to keep coming back because we next up have our Korean cinema and then we are going to be doing whatever our winter series is that we don't know yet because we have another theme popcorn punch out coming up soon to decide on what our themes for December, January, and February are going to be. So yeah, like, subscribe, do all the things that Eric said. I'm repeating him because I'm tired. All right, we need to go. That's been it for this episode of Video Monsters, where we take movies and Stephen King goddamn seriously, but not ourselves. Good night, everybody. We did it. Great. Good. God bless.